The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Everybody. Welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One. We are live on the MMA Fighting YouTube channel. Thank you for joining us. And for those listening after the fact on the podcast network, special salute to you as well as the matchmaking hats return following UFC 277, which, which went down last night in Dallas, Texas. I am Mike Heck, and joining me as always, as you can see, is the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the P to the OP, and my fellow Sleep-deprived best friend, Mr. Alexander Cayley. Good morrow, sir. How are you? I'm so fired up, Mike. I'm so fired up for this for this uh, episode. I had a couple of like a couple of road bumps that were tough to get over uh, when I was looking at the matchmaking for Saturday's show. But I think it it's all going to make a lot of sense when when I get to the end of all the picks, or 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 it won't make sense, but. I got picks to make. I got commentary to make about some things that happened on Saturday's show. I was not on the post-fight show, so uh, I know some some opinions were thrown out there uh, that perhaps needed my 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 counter my counter wit. Um, but suffice to say, uh, we can cover that today. We can cover that today with this our live viewers, our live viewers, and of course uh, anyone who's listening later. We're also uh, very very happy for you to join us. Yes. Uh- I feel like AK is a little fired up. He just said so. And I feel like this is going to be a really fun show. So let's just get right into this thing. AK, kind of like I feel you're going to be throughout this episode. Amanda Nunes, she wasn't playing last night in the main event. She had a perfect game plan. She comes out southpaw. Juliana Pena was like, what the hell is going on here? And the thing about MMA, especially at this level, is even the best game plans you can't always beat zombies, and that's what Juliana Pena was last night. She was a freaking zombie 
the toughest, most durable zombie maybe ever. But Nunes was so damn good. And on the post-fight show, we deemed this fight arguably the most compelling ass-kicking in UFC history. We, we, we gave Pena a lot of credit for being very tough, being very durable, taking a beating in this fight. But Amanda Nunes looked absolutely spectacular. And both women just deserve a lot of credit, Nunes more so. At the end of this, Nunes said she wanted to take some time off. She mentioned maybe wanting to go back up to 145 to defend that title after regaining the Bantamweight title last night. But honestly, I think of all of these fights we're matchmaking for, in terms of like what actually makes the most sense from a meritocratic standpoint, this could be the toughest choice of all, unless we just go for it and go champ versus champ, the two best pound for pound women doing the damn thing one last time, which for the first time in a long time, even Dana White wasn't against this idea. Is that what you're doing here? Are we doing Nunez Shevchenko three, or are we going a different direction here? I mean, I mean, to say white was for it was a little. I mean, he he just said it's not a bad idea. He, but he that's way like better a, than we normally like get. Rise. I think he'd softened up on it the last time. I, I was trying to remember the last time it came up. Uh, I remember. I remember there was a period there. He's just like, I have no interest in seeing that a third time. That I need to do it, which made sense because Shevchenko still had a lot of challengers. Uh, uh, Nunez was in the middle of defending two belts, and uh, I always have to remind people: the second Nunez Shevchenko fight sucked. It's it a really bad. bad. It's very bad. It's a really bad fight. That uh, which is not to say that the third one would be the same. You know, who knows? We, these, the, you know, these things can happen. You can have a, an exciting, you know, first fight, exciting second fight, bad third fight. You can have a, you know, bad first fight and exciting second. I get it. I, I understand the need to see it a third time, and I would like to see it happen some someday. Apparently, our viewers do too, Mike. I just threw up a poll. What's next for Amanda Nunes? I'll be throwing up a few. I'm going to th- try to throw up a few short polls during the uh, during the show. So uh, one of those. What's next for Amanda Nunes? Juliana Pena three, Valentina Shevchenko three, a featherweight title defense or retirement? Question mark. And right now Shevchenko three way ahead, seventy two percent. So it's what the people want. That's what the people want. Uh, I went with. You know what? I kind of would be excited to see another fight with Pena. I get it. Saturday, definitive win for Amanda Nunes. No controversy. But it was a really great fight. It was a really great fight. And frankly, at bantamweight, other than Shevchenko coming up for that trilogy bout, which again, I'm still not sure is, is going to happen. I And also, I have, by the way, had previously, uh, last time Shevchenko fought, I wanted her, I picked a, a flyweight title defense for her. So I kind of don't want to go back on that. I kind of want to see if they book that first before... Um, making any uh, champ champ fights. So I'm going to be kind of weird here and just say run the Pena fight back when Pena is healthy. Uh, her head got, she lost a chunk of her head apparently. I'm not a doctor. Probably don't want to come back too soon from that. But Nunes has said she wants to take time off. She also said she wants to defend her 145 pound belt, which uh, is certainly an option. But uh, I'm, I'm going in between sort of magic wand pick and what I think might happen. I think you can run it back with Pena. I think there's heat there. Pena submitted her in the first fight. Uh, she had her moments in on Saturday, a clear win for Nunez. She looked like, again, the greatest women's fighter of all time. Uh, Dana White said after he thinks that Nunez was still a little gun shy. And I think Nunez even said she could have finished Pena. Let's give her one more chance to prove it. She's got the win back. Can she finish Pena like Pena finished her? I think that's enough to sell a third fight. Oh, man. I... I... I just don't know. Like there's certain times where 
like these fights go down and you're like, all right, maybe we need to see a third one. I just don't feel like, I feel like it only gets worse for Juliana Pena. If that makes any sense. Like, I don't think this, I don't think Pena winning was like fluky or anything. Like I know that word was thrown out a lot. And I, I don't like that word when describing these fights, like Juliana Pena went in there, said that for five years, exactly how that fight would play out. And it played out exactly like that. So, but I'm honestly like, I don't need to see it again. Like, I feel like, We've seen everything we need to see at this point. We saw a great moment for Juliana Pena. She was super tough in this fight. She took an absolute vicious beating. And I have a different idea for Pena, but this could go. I know we don't have a lot of time left with Amanda Nunes. Maybe like three, four, maybe five more fights at the absolute most. But this could be a back pocket fight. You don't have to run this back right away. So I'm just kind of looking at the options here. And I just... I think you have to do the Shevchenko fight. Like, I just think you have to. And I agree with a lot of people here who are saying that Caitlin Vieira should be the fight. 1,000% Caitlin Vieira probably deserves a title shot at this point, especially after beating Misha Tate and Holly Holm in her last two fights. And I know a lot of people weren't overly thrilled about the decision of the Holly Holm fight. A lot of people thought Holly Holm won that fight. So maybe she needs to go out and win one more. I just don't know if Caitlin Vieira gets it. And I think if there's any chance Valentina would be willing to move up and do it now, Vieira kind of gets the hose job here. But this is the biggest fight the UFC can make in either of these divisions for either of these women. And here's what's interesting, though. Earlier this year, we were talking a lot about contract statuses of certain individuals. Branson Gano is one. Chris Cyborg was another. I'm very curious to see what her status looks like with Bellator right now. Cause I have no idea. Like this is a thing. Like it, it apparently was July, right? Like July, the contract's done and she's a free agent. So I don't know what the hell is going to, going to happen there. I just don't know if she comes back to the UFC. I don't know if the UFC would want her back. There's just, it's very contentious there. Kayla Harrison isn't going anywhere until 2024. She's locked up this season for the PFL. But then come 2023, they're doing this really dumb pay-per-view super fight division that no one's going to spend money to watch. And Kayla's going to be sort of the person that they build this off of. So she's not leaving the PFL next year. Like she might not be in the season next year, but she's not, she's not, it's not like she can go to the UFC and fight. Like she's not a free agent. She's locked up for the next, until 2024 with the PFL. So that fight's not happening. It just, I think it's got to be Valentina right now. I just think it has to. Like, you got to pull the trigger on this now, or we're never going to see it. I understand. I understand, like, the second fight was not great. It wasn't good. It was bad. I'll just say it was bad. Um, but I think you just got to do it. The interest level is probably as good as it's going to get. It's not going to get any more intriguing. Let's just do it now. And if Valentina loses, like, seeds are already planted. I was too small for Tyler Santos. I'm probably too small for Amanda Nunes. Doesn't really crush her. Maybe she loses the number one pound for pound spot, but I'm in. Let's just do it. I, I don't really care. Yeah, it's it's funny you mentioned pound for pound because I assume all of us. So we will have uh, people who are curious. We will have new rankings this week. We kind of we had kind of a short ranking cycle. Our last edition of the rankings had like six weeks in it. There was like a holiday in there. There was reasons. There was reasons. So that that included like six weeks of action. So last one was stacked. This one kind of will be too. So guys, look forward to that this week. But yes, you will have new ranking, global rankings and pound for pound rankings this week. I assume all of us will keep Shevchenko at the top. 
But boy, really, one of the only reasons Nunez lost that spot was, of course, because she lost to Juliana Pena. So it made a lot of sense to move Shachenko up there. With a performance like Nunez put on Saturday, I do wonder, and with you know Shevchenko having that close call against Talos Santos, I do wonder, will we see some first place votes thrown Amanda Nunez's way? Because of our, we have a panel of eight people. All eight votes have gone to Shevchenko for the last two or three months after Saturday. I don't know. I'm still leaning towards Shevchenko. Also, but I also thought she did a better job in that Talos Santos fight than people are giving her credit for. Um, but I also wouldn't blame people. I've said, you know, a lot of the fighters, the the goat is back. Uh, she's 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 the best again. All that stuff, or she was always the best. Maybe she's pound for pound again, and that's that's one good reason why uh, I'd love to see that fight happen. Just because this debate is essentially it's unsolvable until they run into each other. And again, because they're not the same size, I don't even know if that solves it. But it would it would certainly. Um, provide an answer in a lot of people's minds. So I like that. Uh, and it's funny you mentioned Cyborg. We had her, you know, her and Kayla both tweeted. Kayla tweeted like a way, kind of waving like, oh, what about me after the fight? And as you said, like, Kayla, we love you. It's it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to yeah, happen. She anymore. has, <laughs> sorry. To, to kind of clarify, and this is this is the PFL point of view on this. Uh-huh. Um, she does have an out, but she has an out for like the actual season. Like she mm-hmm. doesn't have, like yes. if, if she doesn't have to, if she wins the PFL season, she doesn't have to do it next year. Yes. She is still under PFL contract, but just all she has to do contractually is do the super fights. That's yep. why they pay her the big bucks. That's why she matched the Bellator deal. So she ain't fighting Amanda Nunes in 2023. I can tell you that right now, unless something crazy happens. Unless the UFC just gets PFL on the phone and says, hey, we'll give you $100 billion to let Kayla Harrison out of her contract. What's PFL going to say? No. Of course, they're gonna. I mean, they're not gonna offer her. You know what I'm saying, though. Imagine, Unless they buy her out, which would be awesome, by the way. Listen, MMA sh- should absolutely do that because we wouldn't be oh. having this problem with Nate Diaz right now if we could just do the damn buyout clauses. Golly. Also, imagine if, hey, listen, ESPN broadcast PFL and UFC. Imagine if there's some world where they stepped in and said, Dana, we want this fight to happen. We, we, we will pay the fighters and we will handle, you know, funding this this fight and paying the fighters this amount, this amount for the ESPN Super Fight Volume One or something. Amanda Nunes. Uh, versus Kale Harrison. That's never going to happen. I just think what a cool idea that would be because ESPN, I think they're pretty happy with the UFC and I think they they kind of like, they're pretty hands-off with how Dana White handles the UFC business so they wouldn't happen, but I, that'd be cool. And then as you say, Chris Cyborg tweeted, oh, we're doing rematches now and uh, Cyborg Nunes too. And I just said, there's a possibility. There's a possibility. So I, if I were doing Magic Wand, give, give me the Cyborg, give me the Cyborg Nunes rematch. Uh, I'm actually more interested in seeing that than Shevchenko um, Nunes 3. But I mean, a lot of good options there. A lot, a lot of fine options. So, um, yeah. yeah. Now, the Caitlin Vieira thing's interesting. If they do book Nunes versus Shevchenko, Caitlin Vieira is your backup fighter, 100%. You pay her to train and get ready. And if something happens, she steps in. And then whatever happens, she should probably fight for the belt. But for Juliana Pena, some much-needed time off. I mean, like we talked about, she took such a beating in this fight. I think we do the Raquel Pennington fight. I think that's the name. Both were on that tough season. Pennington just doesn't like Juliana Pena at all. You could just build up hype videos on like past post-fight pressers from Raquel Pennington, just hating on Juliana Pena. I don't think Pena likes Pennington all that much either. Pennington's winning fights on a good run. Makes a lot of sense to me. We're not jumping Ketlin Vieira. Ketlin's the backup, maybe the number one contender. But Pennington takes that much-needed step up against a name she probably deserves right now. So that's where I would go. Let's just take the fight with a little bit of heat on it and just throw a little gasoline on that bad boy. What do you think? Listen, I I love that. I love that. I still, like I said, I've kind of already made my official Otno selection in the rematch. 
But yeah, Pennington makes a lot of sense. As I said, they have history from the Ultimate Fighter. They kind of got along on that show, or at least that's how it was depicted that they got along. There was one very funny episode where uh, Juliana Pena kind of tried to help um, Raquel with her fashion. She was kind of like, oh, you could, you know, uh, Raquel Pennington's, at least on the show, she's kind of like a bit of a tomboy. And then so Juliana Pena is like, oh, you should try dressing up like a lady and stuff like that. And they could sort of bring that up. I can imagine that both being funny and also kind of annoying Raquel Pennington. So uh, also... I just bring that because I'm probably maybe I'm the only one who remembers that because I'm the only person who still watches that show and I just wanted to bring up the Ultimate Fighter again. Guilty, guilty. I I, I acknowledge it. But yeah, Pennington four fight win streak. Uh, Pena again coming off a very exciting two fight series with the champ. It makes a lot of sense. I would have loved to seen Pennington kind of hop on social media and and call for that fight, but she's not the type to do that. So, um, but yeah, very logical matchup. Thank you, my best friend. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down, and new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Let's hmm. go to the co-main event where this is going to be very easy because Brandon Moreno went out there and did the damn thing. He finishes Kaikar France. I think about this fight a lot since last night because had this fight gone to the scorecards, it would have been real interesting because after two rounds, the judges were all over the freaking place. We had one judge scoring at 19-19, one judge had it 2018 for Kai Kyra France. The other judge had it 2018 for Brandon Moreno. I thought they were close competitive rounds. I scored one and two both for Brandon Moreno, but that fight was just freaking fantastic. It was excellent. Kai Kyra France has gotten so much better. And Brandon Moreno, the glory MMA version, is a bad mamma jamma. That kick to the body was absolutely nasty. And it was just the finish, the killer instinct from Moreno after the fact. And then hokey pokey Herb Dean comes in, puts the left leg in, the left leg out, the right leg in. He shook it all about and finally stopped the damn fight. Gets it done. Moreno gets it, gets the victory, the interim title. And then here comes Davis and Figueredo, AK. I thought this was going to be real ugly. I, I was like, oh, God, please don't do this. This is going to be Cejudo-ish. This is going to be terrible. I'm going to go on heck of a morning and just rip Davis and Figueredo to shreds on Tuesday. But it turns out Brandon Moreno, being the positive presence that he is, says, you know what? I forgive you, Davison. I apologize for bad things that I said. Let's just have a fight. I respect you. I want to fight you. Let's do the damn thing. We'll do it in Brazil. We'll do it wherever. And Davison Figueiredo takes the bait, grabs the hand, hugs him. They have a great moment. And it all turns out well. 
I would love to throw some sort of curveball out here, AK, but we can't. This is easy. Moreno's fighting Figgy, and that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. This is the this is the logical way. I love how they did it. I love. I think after the the third fight, we were all like, "Yeah, if it happens, great." But can't you know? Can't we let these guys fight someone else first? Now that's not going to happen for Figueredo again. He maybe he would have thrown a title defense in there if he you know wasn't dealing with an injury and wasn't sidelined since the first fight. So it would have been cool to see him get a title defense. Uh, Moreno fight Car France and essentially a number one contenders fight instead of an interim fight if you know Figueredo had stayed active. Um, but it's good. We at least Moreno had to quote unquote earn the you know earn another title shot. Uh, and the door was open to get a fresh challenge with Car France. This was great booking, a, a really fun rematch. We got a definitive finish. We had that nice moment. Um, Moreno said afterward, like, oh, I he said like he was kind of fired up earlier in the week. And he was like, "Oh, I wanted to challenge him right then and there." But his family was with him. His and he said, "Like I think his his other uh, his, he has his a couple of daughters. I think one of his daughters. He was like, I need to set a good example for her. Such such classic Moreno, uh, classic Moreno thing to say. He's like, I want to set a good example for her. So I said, I want to bury the hatchet in the in the octagon instead of making it an ugly thing. Um, and I think Dana White apologized for kind of setting that up. He said, he said, man, after we put them in the cage, he's like, I felt kind of bad about taking away from Moreno's moment." Uh, he said it was it was rude. He thought he was rude and disrespectful. So he thought he and his team might have dropped the ball. But like you said, Mike, thanks to the positivity of Moreno and Figgy as well, uh, it turned out fine. So that that really is the fight to make. Um, one 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 and one 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 and one. Right? How many? And all three fights were uh, compelled were so compelling. So this does not happen often. This is the time to do it. Hopefully, it can happen before the end of the year. Uh, if it happens in Brazil, that's great. I think Dana White said they're. That's more likely for early next year, but if it can happen, uh, great for the uh, for the undisputed champ. But yeah, re- really. Uh, oh, and last thing on Irv Dean, he was definitely trolling you, Mike. He's heard he's heard the hokey pokey her uh, comments, <laughs> and then he literally you're right, he literally did it. That was we'll talk about this more later. That to me was the worst. I don't not not worst timed, worst executed stoppage. Because what if he he had like it was like half a second, second half a second. What if what if Kaikara France had gotten back up? If, imagine he just sprung up and like just like right just knocked Herb Dean over. Herb Dean was standing over him. Like he would just he would have to knock Herb Dean over to, to get back up. So timing in the stoppage was fine. No issue with that. Uh, Herb Dean, I think I think that he stopped at the right time. But yeah, it just looks so it just looks so funny the way he stepped in there. <laughs> it's it's hokey bokey Herb. You'll never get it out oh, of your head. Man. This stoppage. It was a, this stoppage was atrocious. Like it was a perfectly timed stoppage, but yeah, the timing was the, fine. The lack of confidence this man has to step in and make a decision is unbelievable. <laughs> Especially where this guy was like three, four, five years ago. It's just like, huh, 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 huh. okay, okay, we got it, we got it, and he finally stopped the freaking fight. It was, it was just ridiculous. But great stoppage, great win from Moreno. Still a good stoppage, yeah. <laughs> and what I loved about this, what I loved about this performance and the stoppage in general, because I thought Moreno won the first two fights or the first two rounds, excuse me. Kaikar France was starting to turn some stuff on in that third round. He was beating Brandon up. He was busting him up. That right hand was landing over and over again. And then Moreno Connor with that body kick. It was so beautiful. And he went down. And Moreno with the second best body strike finish of the of the card. Shout out to Drew Dober. I thought his was better. But it was just so brutal to watch. But congratulations to Brandon Moreno. Cannot wait for the tetralogy. Just remember that. It's called a tetralogy now. It's unfortunate for Kaikar France because he's worked his way back up and he did the damn thing and he got into this uh, this situation and arguably he could have fought Figgy for the undisputed title. Did not work out that way timing-wise. 
this is this might be lazy booking. Might be lazy booking my part, IK, but I'm just going to go ahead and do it because I said this earlier. The one guy that I kind of feel for in this whole situation is Mr. As, as AK, as uh, Jed likes to call him, Alex Pants, Alexandra Pantoja. What a performance he had against Alex Perez. And I said, the only way you could do this damn thing is one, I mean, you could do the backup thing, but you could just book Pantoja against Kaikar France. And then it's just like a no brainer. It's a no doubter. It's a big fight. Could headline a fight night card with that one. If the UFC does go back to Australia the first quarter 2023, which is being rumored right now, you could do that fight on that card, put it on the main card. A lot of people, that'd be a very big deal. I'm going with that. I'm going to take two guys off the board in this main card right now. Pantoja versus Kaikar of France. Love that fight. What a performance from, from Pantoja. He deserves that fight. And Kaikar France, despite getting finished, looked fantastic up until that point. That fight ruled. Your thoughts on what's next for Mr. Don't Blink? Yeah, um, look, I, I can't hate on that fight. That's a, that's a super high-level fight. Pantoja versus Kaikar France. Like kind of two, 1.5, depending how people count the uh, Ultimate Fighter fights. He, ha- he has a... Uh, Decision win over KKF on uh, the uh, that Ultimate Fighter season they did. It's only it was only a two rounder though. So again, you kind of call it one point five. I've heard people calling these kind of rematches like one point five rematches, which I like. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm into it. It w- was was not my first choice. It makes a lot of sense. I wanted to match him up against another person who's on a winning streak. Though again, when you kind of when you lose in a title fight, it's kind of weird to say like your winning streak got snapped. It's a title fight, you know. Um, so I went with someone who recently had a fight canceled and my pick for them, they were like my wild card pick. And my pick was, I just want to see this person fight again as soon as possible. This is also a matchup that's been discussed on, onto the next one multiple times. We really want to see it. So if Manel cop is healthy and can come back for the end of the year. Uh, oh yeah, I think he is. Cause the issue was, uh, was with, uh, Bontarine, excuse me, his last opponent, I think. Um, give me Manel cop and Kai Car France. Super exciting fight. Uh, very tough matchup for uh, Kai Car France again, coming off a title fight and just dealing with another, you know, another absolute slugger in there. But when you once you reach this this uh, this level at the UFC's flyweight division, there's no easy fights. You'd have to go down like 20 spots in the rankings to find a easy fight. And again, it's it's really a pretty deep division. So uh, I'm I'm just down I'm down for a fight of the night candidate. France uh, Car France cop would be lovely if it could happen somewhere in the oceanic region. Um, but uh, you know, again, well, I don't know what the situation is with that. But that's that's uh, that's where I'm looking for uh, Kai Car France. What do you think for Pantoja? Uh, Pantoja, you know what? I'm okay. So if you aren't gonna like this, maybe because they think the guy I'm gonna say has uh, has Pantoja's number, I think we can run back to Askar Askarov fight. I think we can run that one back. And I say this also because I feel like Askarov is really close to a title shot. Now, yeah, he lost to Kai Car France, but we know how good Askarov is. And if you're Askarov and you saw Pantoja kind of leapfrog over you and get that title shot, now he's obviously done a lot more since their first fight, a Pantoja that is. Um, then you you know you, you're gonna you're still gonna be a little you're still gonna be a little uh, upset about it. Askarov will be like, I want a clear cut decision against against this guy. Why should he get the title shot? So I think we we're far enough removed from their first fight. It was in July 2020. We're two years removed. Two years. That's usually a pretty good time for me to say, well, we can revisit a matchup. I don't know. Pantoja obviously would not like it, but I think he'd also like the chance to get that, uh, to possibly get a win back there. So I don't know if I see it happening, but that is uh, that is an option for me uh, for Pantoja Eskarov too. And then the winner of that clearly gets the uh, Tetralogy winner. Well, I- I'm curious what's going on in the chat right now. How this became an, uh, like a discussion, they are, an argument about about squatting, guys, about people's squatting numbers, Mike, especially women them- in, in the UFC. Go ahead. <laughs> Let them get it out of their system now because they will. Is, t- the time- is there a squat poll? 
There's no squad poll. I don't know enough about it. That's a Luke Thomas thing. Uh, listen, the listener picks will be later. So let them get it out of their system now. Because sometimes we do these live and they're throwing out the listener picks right away, uh, the viewer picks right away. And like, you know, they just don't get read. So guys, finish your debate. But, but please, like by the it. time we get to the, the picks, enough. I will, I will block or hide all comments regarding whatever the heck is going on. And uh, for our people listening on podcast later, don't worry about it. You are definitely not missing anything in the comments. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's let's move on to Sergey Pavlovich, who probably won't be fighting in Dallas anytime soon. And you know what? Maybe Derek Lewis should not be fighting in Dallas or in Texas for the foreseeable future. And AK, I'm gonna let you go on this because we, oh, yeah. we, we 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 don't agree on this. No. We don't agree on this. Big Dan, this was a bad stoppage on his part. It was pretty bad. Like I get where you're coming from. Like aesthetically, it looked bad. And if this wasn't a guy like Derek Lewis, who has come back from tough spots so many times in his career, I would be a little more on your side. I have softened a little bit since like the live reaction to it. But Dan Murgulat is so familiar with Derek Lewis. Like he's refed a lot of Derek Lewis fights. In fact, he's been the referee for Derek Lewis's last three stoppage losses. So Dan is very aware of the toughness Derek Lewis has. He's very aware that he can overcome adversity. The aesthetics of him falling head down was, was a little rough, but with a guy like Derek, I think you just got to let it go and play out a couple more. I, I don't think he needed to take like 35 punches, but you know, two, three more if Derek wasn't reacting and the fight, but regardless, AK, what sucks more than anything is that Pavlovich gets the biggest win of his career and he's not going to get the love for it. Because it's all going to be about the stoppage. It's all going to be about Tan Dan. And here we are. Come Tuesday, when the MMA Fighting Global Rankings come out, this guy's probably going to be a top 10 heavyweight in the world. Where does he go now? Now what do we do? Because this is, this is not a win that's going to age very well for him, and it's not his fault. All right. Well, I can answer that question while also elaborating on my on the stop my feelings on the stoppage. Uh, it, it was early. But I've, as I've said many, many, many times, early does not equal bad. Uh, it, early almost I mean, can be unsatisfying. I get it. It's a spectator sport. You want to see guys go out in their shield, especially a guy like Derek Lewis, who has been in some super wild fights. He's taken damage. He's dished out damage. He's recovered from uh, trouble spots like this. As everyone, I think a lot of people said, this is what Derek Lewis does. So first thing I want to say is maybe Derek Lewis should stop doing this because this also happened. And uh, this knockout was much more definitive. The Taito Avasa fight. He got, he got hit by a clean elbow, drops face down first, face down to the canvas. He may just be getting to the point, guys, where he, he like this is also, by the way, his third time uh, getting knocked out, quote unquote, knocked out in his last four fights. Um, dropping down. Some people say he was dropping for a takedown. That, that's not how you I'm not a I'm not a division one wrestler. I've never wrestled in my life. That is not how you drop down for a takedown. OK, he clearly <laughs> fell face first down to the mat. Uh, could he have taken more punches? Yes. I don't know if we need to see that again. He's he's uh, 37 years old now. Dan Murgliata's job is to protect him. Was he overzealous? A, a, a little bit, I think, a little bit. But again, uh, Derek Lewis did not get up from that Tai Tuivasa elbow shot. Again, a much more clear-cut case. Uh, what, but what if he had? What if he had? What if he'd sprung up there? Then that the Tai Tuivasa stoppage is bad. Dan Murgliata cannot predict what is going to happen next. It is his job to see, you know, to read the tea leaves, see what happened, and then make the call on the spot. Very difficult thing to do. Uh, Derek Lewis was retreating the whole time. He didn't get hit by every shot for sure. I will say it wasn't like Pavlovich was like, you know, Donald Cerrone comboing him. 
Um, but some of those shots were getting through, at least enough so that Derek Lewis fell face down to the mat. He didn't slip. He wasn't going for a takedown. He fell face first because of the strikes that he was hit with. And in many, many instances, that's when a fight is stopped. That's especially at heavyweight. You're gonna you're gonna see you know, Dan Mercliata is gonna make that call. So again, it, I, I do think it was early, but to for people like crucifying him and saying like it was a terrible stop, it's like I don't understand that at all. Like I I, I just think that's wrong. Um, if you see a guy face plant and you stop a fight, and then the guy springs back up after, you cannot predict the spring up. That that is not Dan Mercliata's job. He is it is not his job to tell the future, and it is certainly not his job, by the way. And this is for our producer, the Casey Lydon. I love Casey Lydon, but he was going on Twitter saying Dan Mergliata cost Sergey Pavlovich a fifty thousand dollar bonus because he didn't let him like you know really put the exclamation point on that finish. If you're a referee and you are thinking about oh I, I, I and, you, and, you, and it's on your mind you know whether a fighter is going to get a, a, a fifty thousand dollar bonus based on your call, you should be fired. You should be fired. That has nothing to do with the ref. That should have nothing to do with the referee's decision making. Um, so I hope that's not. I, I don't know if I should bring it up because I hope that's not what people are thinking. It has nothing to do with it. He's he can't think about that. that. That's that's not his responsibility. So, and in that moment, if, if in that moment, how could he? If even if it was in consideration, how could he think of that? How could that come up? So, tough break for the Black Beast for sure. I do think personally, here's my thing. I do think he could have continued and taken a few more shots. I also think that Pavlovich was going to knock him out anyway. So go ahead with all, you know, with all the, he deserved the right to go out in a shield thing. Uh, but Pavlovich took care of business. He did his job. Frankly, Derek Lewis didn't. And I think Dan Mergliata also did his job, by the way. So sorry to everyone who thought that that was too early. But guess what, Mike? Guess what? I have a solution. Uh-oh. I have a solution. Are you guys crying about this? Oh, no, we needed to see more. No Run way. Run it back. I, all right. Wow. If this sounds if this sounds familiar, I did the same thing with the Volkov Rosenstrike. Remember the Volkov Rosenstrike stoppage, which was definitely early, by the way. Um, and I was like, okay, screw it, run it, run it back. And it, it also has to do with just like what are the options for the guys? I don't know if Pavlovich can really move up right now. I do want to see um, you know, the situation with resolve with like Cedil Gan and Taito Ibasa and then um Curtis Blades and who knows Steve Miochis, John Jones, all these guys, Francis Ganu. I don't think Pavlovich slots into that picture in any way right now. And you have to go really far back um, to find an opponent for him. I wanted Arlovsky, but I've kind of matched me for Arlovsky already. Although I, I think that would be a fun one. But um, screw it. Run it back. Then people can stop their crying. Like enough. You know, enough. Uh, so where's uh, Herky Jerky Dan? You know, if Hokey Pokey Herb was in this one, Derek might have won. Derek might have come back and, and gotten it done. So, or he'd, or he'd be dead right now. So, you know, either or, right? Either or, we're happy, right? At least we can find, <laughs> least we can oh, find out. Run it back at Ohio. Yeah, you can't do it in Texas. You can't do it in Texas. <laughs> um, here's the thing. Like, Casey saying that Dan Mergliata cost Pavlovich a bonus. I don't necessarily agree with how he phrased that, but the aesthetics of it certainly cost him a bonus. You know what I mean? Like if 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 Herb just if Derek Lewis just if Derek didn't just hop right up, like if he sat there for a minute and was like just screamed the F word and then stood up, like he would have got a bonus last night. There's no doubt about it. There's no question. There's no controversy. There's nothing. He would have got a bonus. He finished Derek Lewis in under a minute on a main card. He was getting a bonus. So I get where he's coming from in that sense. And I'm looking at this. I'm going to look at this from the UFC matchmaker view, okay? 
because I don't mind the rematch idea. Unfortunately, the aesthetics of how this fight ended is just going to screw Sergey Pavlovich. So here's, you're going to hate this, AK. You're probably going to hate this. Alexander Romanov is going to destroy Marcin Tybora at UFC 278. And that's what's going to happen. They're going to match those two guys up because it's just the way that this all plays out. It's the way everybody viewed it. Dana didn't come out. Like Dana was still kind of fancy about it, but still agreed with the vast majority of people that the stoppage wasn't a great one, that Dan Mergliata, quote unquote, made a mistake. He's a great ref, but he made a mistake on this one. This is what's probably going to happen. He's going to have to fight that absolute man beast, Alexander Romanov. You beat Derek Lewis, you knock him on under a minute, now you get to fight this this monster in just such a risky, low-reward fight. That's honestly how I think the UFC is going to look at this thing, man. So, yeah, I'm going with I don't that. hate it. Mike, Mike, first of all, I can't hate anything you do. Come on. You're my best friend. I can't hate anything you do. Uh, no, I don't hate it. I, I, this was just me kind of obviously trying to, you know, keep two contenders away from each other. But I've said in the past also, I don't like doing that. Like, if two guys are contenders – you know what, throw them in early and then they have plenty of time to sort of rebuild their resumes later and get a title shot down the road. So if this is, if this is, uh, you know, they seem to be heading in the right, in the same path and that means they're going to collide eventually, maybe the time is now, again, if Pavlovich loses very young in his UFC career, same with Romana, if he loses very young in his UFC career, it's okay. They can take a loss now and it, and it, it shouldn't have anyone saying, oh, neither of these guys are going to, are going to ever compete for a UFC title. So no, I, 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 you know what, Mike, I almost love it. I almost love it. I'll go that far. Maybe if someone else had said it, I wouldn't love it as much. But because it's you. If Casey because, said it. I'd be like, eh, it's okay. If, but because it's you <laughs> and you have earned my trust and you have earned the trust of, the, of America, then, I, then I am, I'm for it. And Derek Lewis should fight Jars and Rosenstrike in like Seattle, Washington. Like, let's <laughs> yeah. get him yes, UFC as Seattle, far west and far north from Texas. Like, Get him, like, just do it. Do it anywhere else. Put it on the Paris card. I don't give a shit. But don't, no more Derek Lewis in Texas. No more. We're done. We're done. We're done. Um, speaking of unfortunate and controversial endings, because we already talked about Pantoja's great performance. Uh, yes, yes, oh, by the Ty- way, I'm throwing up a poll. I'm throwing up a poll for okay. the Pablo. By the way, Ty Tuivasa does have a fight. He's fighting Cyril Gunn September oh, some, 3rd someone, in the main event of there? UFC Paris. But go ahead, continue on. on. Yes, I threw up a poll about that. I just asked about the stoppage. What do you guys think? Good stoppage, bad stoppage, threw that up there. And for the last poll, 62% want to see the Nunez-Shevchenko trilogy. So they, people have wanted it for a long time, and uh, Saturday did not change that. <laughs> yeah, I just don't think there's any other options right now. At least, like, Peña was there and, like, talked herself into it, and it was an option and made it interesting and then won the freaking fight. But now there's not. I mean, Vieira's there, and we we don't talk deserves in the UFC because we don't use that word, but... We talk about unfortunate endings to one fight. Let's talk about, you know, kind of an unfortunate ending to the main card opener because Anthony Smith suffers a leg injury. Not sure if it would have changed the outcome all that much because I got to be honest with you, I was not overly impressed with Anthony Smith's approach to this fight, especially when he came out with all the things he was saying about it. Like, Ankle Ice has been in 18 mixed martial arts competitions. He hasn't been in one effing fight. And then Anthony Smith came out and fought like a technical mid-range kickboxing match, landing a lot of leg kicks. And it seems like the last leg kick that he threw and landed that was checked by Ankoliath really compromised Anthony Smith. Went back to the corner. First thing he said to his team was, my ankle, my ankle. 
And then Ankalive took advantage. You could tell Anthony was completely uncomfortable in that second round. Ankalive takes advantage. The fight ends. Anthony Smith looks at the broadcast booth and says, I broke my leg. My leg is broken. Turns out, at least according to Dana White in the UFC at the post-fight press conference, no fracture, no break. But Ankalive gets the finish in round two, moves closer to that title shot. Doesn't seem like he'll get it, AK, at least in my mind. But who knows? Maybe in your mind, maybe he did enough. Did he do enough? Is he going to fight Yuri Prohashka next? Are we going with the obvious fight that should be made here? What are we thinking? Uh, okay, before I give my pick, let me uh, let me read a, an assessment from a medical expert, Mike. And by medical expert, I mean one of our uh, loyal Otno listeners uh, at Nicklinville, who is currently studying at. Uh, he's a student at <laughs> Metal Student. In can Michigan. I just say? Can I just say? I love this new segment on our show. But oh you- yeah. Well, Nick, hey, Nicklinville, got, yes, he, he chimed in on the Tom Aspinall injury. And again, I, guys, this is one man's opinion watching, one young man's opinion watching on TV. But, you know, listen, he's more informed than Mike and I, that's for sure. So uh, this is Nick's comment. Uh, dude, not another one. Interesting commonality between this and Tom's injury, Tom Aspinall. They both have been talking about how they've been lifting more than ever before and feeling way stronger. However, neither talked about focusing on recovery. Okay, I don't, I'll have to, I'd have to scrutinize those interviews. But interesting. While they could be strengthening their muscles, they may be wearing down their ligaments and causing micro stress fractures in their bones that they may not notice slash may not cause an issue until full exertion in these fights. So again, this guys, this is just one person's opinion, one fan, one fan's opinion um, with a medical background watching on TV. But I thought that was interesting. So uh, thank you, Nicklinville. Uh, Mike, I'm cheating here a little bit because last week I said I wanted to see uh, who was our big light heavy. Oh, Nikita Krilov. I want to see Nikita Krilov fight the winner of next week's main event, the Ultimate Fighter 30 finale, uh, headlined by Tiago Santos and <laughs> <laughs> the Ultimate Fighter 30 finale. Uh, Jamal Hill versus Tiago Santos in the headliner. Uh, but I'll change that. Now I think I- I'm calling my shot now. I'm calling my shot. I think Ankali- I think Jamal Hill beats Tiago Santos and then Ankalaya fights Jamal Hill and Tiago Santos fights Nikita Krilov. So I'm, ca- I'm-, I'm kind of giving up a point here. I'm giving up two points here. Um, and I, and I accept that. But uh, yes, I'm going to be but I'm going to be more specific here and say essentially Ankalaya versus Hill after Hill wins next week. You're thinking. You're thinking deeply. I'm I'm trying to think how I want to how I want to respond to this pick of yours. You know, what? if anybody else said this, I I would I would have a problem with it, but the fact that you said it I like it, AK. I'll go I'll go that route. This is this is this is pretty obvious. It's Jan Blachowicz. That is the fight to make. There's just no other fight. Like Ankalaev gets a big win. He's number four. He's moving up. Like he's you. You can make a case that he's the best light heavyweight in the world right now. Jed tries to make it all the time. I think a great and job. You can make and you can make a great case that. I mean, if it, I'll say this right now, if the UFC booked. Ankle Live versus Yuri Perhashka right now, I would pick Ankle Live to win that fight. I wouldn't even have to think long and hard about it. I would pick I would pick Ankle Live to win. Um, I would pick him to win. Now, could Yuri go out and do Yuri things and prove me wrong? Yeah, because I've said for seven months that Glover was gonna take him down and tap him in like three minutes in their fight, and I was completely wrong there. So, but I would favor Ankle Live to win that fight. Um, let's just do Jan Bohovic. Let's just do that. I don't love it for Jamal Hill because I feel like Jamal's like the future of this division. And I feel like you could build that fight up. Like just, just build Jamal up slowly. Like I like the Santos booking. 
We can go a little bit higher, a little bit higher, just slowly build this guy up. Like when we, when we do that tremendously booked Dustin Jacoby, Dominic Reyes fight, the winner of that, like that's what we're looking at. And then we'll get to the, that point. I don't know if I'm ready to, to give him to ankle life just yet, but if they do that, I mean, who's going to complain about it? So we'll see. I'm, I'm just is, trying uh, to keep very interesting yeah. right now. I'm just trying to keep Ankalaev busy because I do think he has done enough to earn a title shot. So, I mean, Blahovich makes a lot of sense, but I'm also kind of like thinking tune-up-y. And it, I know it sucks to use to say like Jamal Hill's a tune-up fight because Jamal Hill could easily win that fight and just F up Ankalaev's title chances. I'm sorry, my guy. I was thrown off by Daniel Edwards saying, the ultimate fighter finale may be a post-limb next year. <gasps> okay, one second. And uh, hold on. And you're banned. Okay, great. All right, Mike, we can continue. Wow. Now. Yes. How, Daniel how Edwards, you. how dare you? Know your audience. How is, how is it not? The, I mean, there's two. I mean, there's two. By the way, people, I'm sure everyone knows there's two tournament finales on Saturday's card. So uh, I don't know which one would main. It would be better. You know what? Set up two octagons in the in the apex and have them at the same time. That's the only way to be fair and give these finales their proper due. I like it. Uh, let's go to the wild card round, AK. We will select one fighter we have not match made for yet, and we will do it right now. So, kick us off. I think you're going to love my oh. pick, by the way. Go ahead. Oh, I think I, I – did we pick the – are you also doing Josie, Jocelyn Edwards? No, I'm not. Okay. Well, I'm going listen. way off the board on this. All one. right, all right. All right, listen. Uh, I don't have a specific name for Jocelyn Edwards, but Josie uh, – she's Josie, right? Jo- I know – Or my Jocelyn. She's Jocelyn. Wait, Josie, doesn't one of them go by? Oh, jo- oh, sorry. Josie Ann Nunez goes by Josie. Excuse me. Jocelyn Edwards is left at there. I apologize. Jo- Jocelyn Edwards, I apologize. Jocelyn Edwards, uh, I don't have a specific opponent. Go to 145. Wh- why? What? Mike, Mike, help me. Help me, Mike. <laughs> I don't, no, I don't understand. Our, uh, okay, we know, we know there's no real 145 pound division. I understand this. Is this like what the UFC tells these fighters' managers? Does the UFC tell these fighters, like, oh, we don't really have that division? We, we, we don't market 145. You should stay at 135. Like, I don't understand. And it's not like, let's be honest, it's not like Bantamweight is this like super exciting division that everyone should want to be a part of. It's, it certainly has much more historically, much more na- like value and um, like credibility than 145 fair fair but there is a belt at 145 the champion wants to defend it she at this point i think prefers defending the 145 pound belt it does not take much to get a title shot yeah look you might have to beat holly holm or something i get it that's tough that's tough but like if you're jocelyn edwards or whoever anyone that could that has fought at 145 recently just stay there just stay there. Why are you putting yourself through this weight cut? I don't understand. And like, and going through a tougher road to get a title shot that you might not even get because there's just a lot of people. There's, there's there are people ahead of you even at 135. Mike, why do do you have you heard anything about this? Do they tell people not to take fights at 145? Uh, the women, I, I don't understand. Help me. I, I mean, we've seen it. Jocelyn's last fight was at 145. Yes, against Ramona Pasquale. But this was just like. Hey, can you save this fight on this card? And Jian Kim wasn't going to move up like two weight classes. She was already completely outsized at 135 uh, by Jocelyn. That was the biggest difference in this fight. But I get where you're coming from. But, I mean, she just fought at 145 seven weeks ago. Right? Yes. 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 Maybe. I mean, I mean, what, what yes. do we... This division is nothing. Like, there is no division. There's a champion. There's no division. Yeah, Max Rapkin, Max Rapkin to come. Force Aspen Ladd to stay at 45. Yes, why not? 
By the way, can, can I just say this? I don't mean to interrupt you. Uh-huh. You saying banned was a joke. Oh, don't read this comment. Don't read these comments. Don't ignore like, stop these comments. It. Stop don't ignore it. these comments. Stop Guys, continue. Uh, I don't, like to tell, I don't like to tell people to stop watching our stream because obviously I want as many viewers as possible. But if you took that seriously, uh, put your computer down, go out, get some fresh air, and enjoy your life. Because <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Edwards is a friend of the show, guys. Come on now. Just really. A little, a, little, a little sensitive. You're a little sensitive. I'm not telling you how to live your life. You're a little sensitive. But yeah, why, why do more fighters, especially those who have struggled to make 135, why not go to one? Why not make this makeshift 145 pound division and just either maybe again maybe amanda nunez retires but if you have a few like six like six or seven fighters who are like consistently taking 145 pound fights maybe they keep the division alive maybe you get a vacant title fight title fights are worth a lot of money in the ufc jocelyn edwards please stay at 145 that's it that's mike that's that's it yeah norma i mean we can't do this fight because norma dumont is already booked against a one and oh pro who is only pro fight was like two years ago on the contender series. Um, and it was a close fight that shouldn't have been close. So yeah. Yeah. There you go. That prime example. Of what we're looking at one forty five. We got Norma Dumont who beat Aspen lad is fighting a one and O pro and Danielle Wolf. That's where we're at right now. That's what we're looking at. It's, it's a bad division. It's, it's very, bad. it's not a division. Even calling you're being generous, calling it a division. It's, 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 it's a bad thing. All of it's bad. Um, my pick is completely off the board. Okay. We, I understand why certain fighters are in the UFC. And I don't want to... I don't want to come off like a jerk. Because like anyone who makes the UFC, like, good for you. That's very cool. And some people have busted their ass for, you know, t- eight, nine, ten years in the regional scene. 33, 34, 35 years old. They make it. They work so hard. They find themselves at, like, look at Victor Henry. Like, Victor Henry finally getting into the UFC, goes out, fights Hyoni Barcelos. Tremendous fight, tremendous performance, gets a win. Like, you're so happy. You're so happy for that, man. And then there's other fighters who get to the UFC. And while they're exciting and they have combat sports experience and, like, Blood Diamonds, like, when we look at some of the fighters on the regional scene that are on, like, incredible win streaks that are have to fight on the contender series. They probably just get a straight shot. Blood diamond against Orion Kosi was friggin' shitty matchmaking. Like you don't put blood diamond in an, any UFC fight to wrestle or defend wrestling takedowns against literally anybody like literally anybody. What are we doing? You're going to put blood diamond in with Jeremiah Wells, horrible matchmaking. And then you're going to be like, you know what? I want to get this guy over. Let's put him on a pay-per-view. Let's put him in with Orion Kosi, who is a national qualifying wrestler who could have been a D1 college wrestler, but decided to punch people in the face instead. What are you doing? What are you doing? So we're going to match make appropriately for Blood Diamond, okay? Because they're not going to cut him. They're not going to cut him because you're going to piss off Izzy. You're going to give this man one more chance. The correct answer and we're going to give him a guy who's coming off of a victory, AK. Okay? We're not just going to throw him in a guy. We're not going to throw him in a guy with like a five-fight losing streak. We're going to put him in with a man who's coming off of a win. And there is only one name that comes to mind, AK. There is only one name that we can match make Blood Diamond against at this point. And it's a man who was in the building last night and should have been in the octagon. 
Maybe he's wearing a media credential. Maybe he's just there watching as a fan. His name is Mike Jackson. Blood Diamond versus Mike Jackson. What are we doing? It's right there. It's right there. Why are we not doing this? That's the fight. Like, that's it. That's the fight. Nothing else makes sense for Blood Diamond. Enough is enough. That was off the board. I did not think we would be chatting about Blood Diamond at all. Uh, <laughs> I did not think we would be spending one second on Blood Diamond, uh, much less. Just much such less a, bad matchmaking. A classic, a classic Mike Heck journey pick. Um, yeah, uh, listen, if they're going to keep Blood Diamond around, which is not guaranteed by any means. Like you said, he is, you know, buddies with uh, Izzy and, and uh, you know, the city kickboxing gym. They hold him in very high esteem. But and, and, and listen, Saturday's fight had a moment in some really sloppy, horrible ways. The double back fist uh, and then which he then went immediately went up to clinch, which was confusing. Um, so I could see them keeping around. I, I could also just see them maybe sending him back to the regional scene. That might be what's best for him, frankly. Uh, but Mike, I like where your head's at. If it's go, if he's going to fight again, yes. One Mr. Everyone's, everyone's favorite MMA commenter, uh, Mike Jackson, the second best fighter journalist in the business, of course, behind Casey Lydon. Um, I'm, I, I could see it happening. I could see you will get a, I mean, I feel like you deserve more than one auto point if that gets made. I mean, there's literally no other fight. Like I, I saw somebody like, he's just going to become D1 Mike Jackson. Like he did against CM Punk. Yeah. I think Blood Diamond's takedown defense is actually better than CM Punk's, like, much better. Like, Kosi had to work for it, but it was just <laughs> so much. Like, it's just so much. We don't want to see a whole fight of a Blood Diamond trying to defend takedowns, like, over and over and over and over again. It's freaking stupid. But we are where <laughs> I see Mike Jackson versus versus Norma Dumont as an option. I mean, sure. just nobody, that's, I mean, Now, that's outside the box. Yeah, that that's outside, outside the box. box. All right. Do we have any extracurriculars oh, here? Mike, do we? Oh, boy. Mike, do we this week? Do we? Uh, first of all, let me put an end to that last poll. because uh, we got no, Oh, yeah, we got no votes for sure. Okay. Uh, what did you think of the Palvish-Lewis stoppage? 63%. Again, the only options were good and bad. 63%. Bad. So there you go. The people have spoken. By the uh, way, I like, I like this idea. I don't know if yes. we could get it. Um, I saw a few of these. It's both managed by the same guys, by the way. Both are first-round management peeps. So that I don't was, know if that would stop it, but... That I'm was a, Ab- Abdel Wahab versus Chase Sherman for those uh, yeah. for anyone tuning in. There. Yeah, uh, Mike Mike is digging that. Hamdi. There's sorry, a lot sorry, of sorry, yeah. There was a lot of decent uh, Hamdi Abdel Wahab. He got some buzz going. He got some buzz going after Saturday's show. Um, okay, yeah. First of all, uh, just a couple of uh, on to the next one points that should be shared. Uh, our listeners were on top of Hakeem Dawadu versus Julian Arosa. We're calling that one for I think since Arosa's last fight. Uh, that's going down. Looks like UFC 279, September 10th. And then a uh, very popular pick, Barbosa versus Ilya Toporia. Looks like we're getting that one October 29th. Okay, guys. Uh, so, Mike, I don't know if you heard about this. Uh, I don't think you talked about it all this week. Uh, Patty Pimblett, you know, a lot of, a lot of buzz oh, after God, UFC London. Really? And on last the last episode of On the Next One, I may have read a suggestion from our pal, our man in Italy, Francesco. Who threw it out there? Who said, why not Patty Pimblett versus Tony Ferguson? I brought this to you. I brought this to our MMA fighting staff. I put it on social media. And boy, boy, was there a lot of responses. Uh, and they were all over the place. They were all, you, you and I initially, yeah, I think you were the first person I brought it, obviously on the show. And then we kind of talked about it off camera. You said initially, you said minus 300 Ferguson, I believe. I believe this is off the record. And now it's on the record, but it was off the record. I think at the time. I know you've talked about it on, 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 um, 
heck of a morning now. Uh, I made Jed talk about it on hot tweets, and I just solicited some responses. So before we, before I listen, I know you have thoughts on this matchup. You have thoughts. Before let let me get get some responses here. Okay, let me give us some. Our own New York Rick said, "Patty minus two hundred or better." It's just not Patty true. two to one favorite. According to New York, it's just okay. not true. All right, let's, okay. New York, New York. Listen, listen I, New York. Oh, okay, since New York Rick returned to MMA fighting, he's gotten trolled. He's gotten trolled. No, he no, no. New York Rick and I uh, land on the same side of a lot of topics. Let me tell you that right now. That man is brilliant, hardworking, and brilliant. <laughs> Connor Brooks, our own GC, runs one of the best. Runs the excuse me, not one of the best MMA gambling podcast in the business, alongside Jed Mishu. He goes, let's go minus 180, two question marks, so not super confident. Minus 180, Patty. Okay, listen. listen. I mean, this, is just, this is just horrendous. This is unprompted. I, I, I did not like frame, I framed the question in the most basic way, unbiased way you could. Jed Mishu, again, the other half of, uh, of uh, No Bets Barred. My, uh, he answered this in hot tweets, guys. You can read that on mafine.com. Minus 210, Ferguson. So a little more in okay. line with you. Showing respect to El Kukui, showing respect to one, one of the greatest lightweights of all time. Okay, I get it. I get it. Uh, and let me just read a smattering of responses here. Thank you, everyone who replied on Twitter. I, I don't have time to read them all, but I do, um, I do want to acknowledge, again, I do want to acknowledge the people, Mike. Okay, because the people have something to say. Uh, one got DM, KFA47 DM me directly. Uh, Tony would like would be like minus 150, and Patty would be a uh, plus 200 underdog. So, okay, that kind of makes sense. Uh, Toby Kinsella, Ferguson's slight favorite, minus 150, so along the same lines. Chris Martin, Tony, minus 250, but a lot of money comes in on the other way and is only a minus 140 by the time Fight Night rolls around. I'm just saying. Uh, Kayla Fisher, location matters. If they throw Patty and Ferg in the OT arena as a headliner, Patty, a big favorite. Okay, I. I didn't do that. I did not do that. Maybe it was the power of the people's disappointment here. Uh, I don't know where he went. I honestly didn't boot him. I don't know. Very strange. Come back, AK. Come back. Yeah. I can't believe how close the vote was when we talked about that in Hack of Morning. So I put a poll on the actual post itself. I could not believe it. I could not believe it. It was like 50-50. Like thousands of votes, it's 50-50. It was crazy. Um, but that's what makes Patty interesting because you can make a case for literally anybody. For literally anybody. I'm, I'm so sorry. I was closing a lot of tabs. I didn't I, do that. I didn't do that. that. Was, and by the way, for all... Yeah, see, I got, <laughs> this, I got is great. this is great. You guys are right. You guys are right. I got banned. <laughs> <laughs> Who banned me? Who banned me in the comments? <laughs> Who banned me? <laughs> that's amazing. Guys, that ain't right. Oh, that's I'm sorry. I was closing a lot of tabs. I was closing a lot of tabs. I think I got a little tab crazy, and I did close the tab that had our program in it. Okay, guys, I am back. I am sorry, but you can see how excited I am. And Mike, I was asking, uh, do we have? I don't know if that I see I don't, people. Throw up your lines. What are, what are your lines for this fight? Um, who do you think? What do you think? Throw them in the comments. But Mike, go ahead. I know you have. Uh, Listen, I know you have thoughts on this. You know me, AK. I get uh, I get a little fired up, and when I get a little fired up. The accent comes out a little bit, and uh, maybe I get a little sarcastic. Maybe I throw out numbers that are a little bit higher. Minus 210 is probably the right number for Tony Ferguson. That's probably where you open this line. Maybe a little higher. Minus 300 is a little bit crazy, but minus two something is definitely the correct answer. I mean, come on. 
come on. Come on. And we're not doing this anyways because it's stupid. It's dumb. <laughs> it makes no sense. Michael. Think about this fight. Michael. No. You give – this is – Patty Pimblett is your guy on WWF superstars that you're trying mm -hmm. to put over. You put him in there with guys with two first names who nobody knows that have gimmicks that nobody understands. And you just book this guy to win. That's what you do. And you let the crowd go crazy and you let him do these awkward dances that make no sense. And he should go up to the post fight press conference, eating a slice of pizza or a submarine sandwich or something like that. Like this is what we do. We don't need to put Tat Patty on a road to fight for a world championship. We need to put him on a road to win fights and put butts in seats. That's all. We don't need to throw him in with Tony Ferguson. We don't need to put him in with Drew Dober. We don't need to put him in with any of these guys. We could put him in with Jordan Levitt's third cousin twice removed in his next fight, and people are going to watch it, and they're going to react to it. It doesn't matter who he fights. It literally doesn't matter. It means nothing. It means nothing. This guy's not going to be a world champion. He's not fighting for a belt. He's not going to be a top 10 guy. He's not going to be a top five guy. And guess what? That's okay. That's fine. Not everybody needs to be that way. And that's great. What Patty has done to put himself in this position is unbelievable. It is fantastic. But why? 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 Why are we even thinking about Tony Ferguson? Listen. Why are we even thinking about Drew Dober? We don't need to think this way. We don't need to. Go ahead. I'm asking the community. I'm throwing up a poll. Who do you favor? Just simply, who do you favor? Patty Pimblett, Tony Ferguson matchup. So let's let's have that poll out there. I see. I, I would say it's at least at 70, 70, probably three out of four, four out of five. The comments I see are are pro Tony. Understandable, understandable for a lot of the reasons you just said, Mike. A lot of the reasons you said. We know how good Tony Ferguson is. Again, I think one of the ten best lightweights of all time. And then we're talking about the deepest historically, the deepest division in MMA, and he's still one of the ten best. It gets stronger all the time. Maybe he gets bumped out of there, you know, five years from now. We'll, we have some other names in there, but he's in there right now. I, I, I can't see a list that doesn't have Tony Ferguson in the top 10 all time. I don't agree uh, with this comment. I don't agree with it. What's that? What's that? Let me see. If you Our keep bashing up Patty and Molly with easy wins, the fans will turn on them. No, they won't. No, they won't. Because you, you feel a certain way about both of them right now. You either like them or you don't. There's no, there's no, Jed Mishu hashtag. There's no gray area. You either like them a lot or you don't, but either way, they will evoke tons of emotion either way, mm -hmm. which means it draws interest, which means people yes. care. And this is not MVP. Like MVP was fighting in freaking Thackerville, Oklahoma against a guy who had a, like a sub 500 record. Like that doesn't matter. There's like 11 mm -hmm. people in the building. That means nothing, but you book them in London. You put them on a pay-per-view. You let the people travel to see them. It's about the reaction. It's about the reaction that they yes. get. So it but doesn't Mike, matter who they fight. To that point, to that point, though, it also means I think he could lose to someone like Tony Ferguson, and it does not hurt his mystique or marketability at all. If anything, Don't I think agree. fighting, I think fighting, but you just, hold on, you just said that it's, that it's about their mystique. Mystique extends beyond wins and losses. His, his, him being unbeaten in the UFC helps a lot, for sure. You want to be able to say he's never lost to UFC 4 and 0, 5 and 0, 6. That's great. That's great. But you could also say, in his fourth UFC fight, oh, he went up against Tony Ferguson, you know, former interim champion. Uh, and as long as he doesn't get murked in like 30 seconds, which I don't think he would, by the way. I really don't think he would. As long as he doesn't get murked in 30, because really, who has Tony ever done that to? As long as he doesn't get murked in 30 seconds, I st I think it's it's like sellable. It's a sellable angle that he was willing to go in there with a guy like that. Let, now, again, as I said, I see a lot of Tony Ferguson support. The poll definitely in favor of Tony Ferguson. Uh, Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson. I combined him and Patty Pimblett. Tony Ferguson, almost 70% uh, favor Tony Ferguson in this matchup, which is which is logical. However, keep this in mind, guys. Okay, here's Tony Ferguson. Has not won a fight since 2019. 
His last win was against Donald Cerrone, who's retired. His last win before that is against Anthony Pettis, who's no longer in the UFC. His last win before that was Kevin Lee, who's no longer in the UFC. The last time he beat someone who's who's currently on the UFC roster, uh, Rafael Dos Anjos, November 2016. Now, again, those wins are still better than anything Patty has done in his career. I fully acknowledge this. And even, again, having a competitive first round with Michael Chandler, you know, that matters. Um, you know, being able to survive Justin Gaethje for almost 25 minutes, that matters. Charles another... Oliveira? Charles sure. Oliveira? Well, he's got, hold on. But I mean, Oliveira and Darius dominated him, though. They dominated him. That's those true. Were not, those That's are true. Bad. But Oliveira's yeah. finishing everybody and he couldn't finish Tony. Let's okay, I'll give him mind. that. Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But Pimblet's a really strong grappler. I, like, I really think there's a world where he controls Ferguson, avoids a striking battle and, and controls Ferguson on the ground. I really think there's a world where that happens. And Tony Ferguson is 38 years old. He has so much mileage. I think he could, he's probably still trained with the best of them. I think mentality wise, still very strong. Uh, oh, Kyle Lahid says, let's do Patty versus Jonathan Brookins. Winner gets to keep their stupid blonde haircuts. I just like that because you shouted, shout yeah, out Ultimate I, Fighter winner. Shout out, shout right. out Jonathan Brookins. Ultimate See, that's winner. okay. Yeah, that's okay. That. There you go. Now we're going to, that, that, if we start talking about Tony Ferguson, we're <laughs> going to start you. talking about this. No. We're going to start K- talking K- about this. It'll be KRLLV with a comment. Patty beats Islam, lad. Thank you. Thank you. The voice of reason, KRLLV. Yes. Now we're talking. I didn't aim high enough with Tony Ferguson. I really. Really, uh, Islam should have to go through Patty to finally get that, that uh, to get another, like, well, I guess they're getting the title shot, but he should have had to go through Patty to get a shot. But either way, I just don't think this is a matchup that is like so ludicrous. Uh, I agree. No, we, we are, uh, this will come up many, many times. So just for the record, thank you very much, Francesco from Italy, who will come up again later uh, for sending that, putting that out into the world. That's we the are, correct answer, by the way. We are speaking this to existence. Another friend of the show, JD Feltz, is Patty versus Malarkey. Mike has been pushing for that one for a while. So, listen, guys, I'm not done talking about this. And if, and if Pimblet versus Ferguson gets made, I need some special Otno trophy or something. And I, I will send it to Francesco, by the way. I saw your mantra. Yeah, you, you don't, no, 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 no. You get nothing. I, Hold on. Like, Francesco, nothing. Francesco wins Otno. I get, I it's get, his oh, idea. Francesco wins Otno. Listen, I have helped platform this this brilliant young man. Okay, all right, Francesco, if you're out there, you are brilliant. But I, we we are in this together, and I have taken I have taken a lot of heat. All right, Francesco gets all the credit. I'm taking a lot of heat for putting for putting my name on this. So I you're want Bobby the, the brain heat. You're the Bobby the brain heat. You're the damn operation. right I am. You're damn mm-hmm. right I am. And doing a great job. Uh, do we have anything else? I feel oh. like Patty Pimblett gets brought up more on like the most <laughs> random episodes of the show. And we talk about him longer on random episodes of the show where he wasn't even part of the card. It had. This is a part two of London of UFC, the UFC London podcast. It had to be brought up. It had to be brought up. We, I got a lot of responses. I had to bring it up. Uh, people are talking about it. Maybe because of us. Maybe because of the fake, the fake news media putting it out there. AK Lee, AK Fake News Lee, put it out there. But hey, people are talking about it. And if it happens, Patty, you can th- you can uh, maybe thank us for helping you get that matchup, or don't thank us if Tony Ferguson beats your ass. But either way. I want some credit. I want some credit. Right. I want some recognition. Ready to go to the people. Okay. Yeah. See, see this now, now we're opening up a whole new door. Like this is not good for Patty. Yeah, let's go. The door is open. Thing. The door is open, Mike. The no, door is cracked. Terrible. Wide open. People's imaginations are running. Nobody is hearing this. Oh, Patty can never make the top 10. To- you don't, I don't know. I don't see anything that has said he'll never make the top 10. I wouldn't predict it. I certainly wouldn't be my pick, but I've seen stranger things happen. It, it, this iteration of 150, let's just throw him in there with Sarukian. Let's just throw him in there with Sarukian. All right. Now, come on now. Let's No, I mean, yes, no. We're going to throw him in there. That's we're going to throw him in there with these guys. Mike, Sarukian's no coming aggressive. off of a loss, AK. Mike, it makes Mike, sense. 
we're all friends here. You and I are best friends. We're all, and we're friends with everyone watching and everyone listening on the podcast later. We're all friends here. There's no need to get aggressive. All right. No one wants that. No one wants that. Okay. I, I see where you're at and I'm willing to tone the conversation down. All right. I said, if you had to go that far, I see this is escalated. All right. Should we go to the peeps? Uh, sure. What do you got? I've, I've got to, again, we're not, guys, it's a live. Am I going to go crazy? Show. Yeah. We're not going to go crazy. Yeah. It's a live edition of the show. We want to focus too on the YouTube comments, guys. This is your time. YouTube commenters, please. Uh, yeah, I know you've been doing that throughout the show. A lot of fantastic suggestions so far. Uh, yeah. But if it got missed or we didn't read it out, whatever, this is the time to, I don't want to say spam, but definitely drop those matchups in here. Drop those matchups. We'll throw them on the screen and we'll try to read some of them out for, uh, for our podcast listeners as well. All right, let's go. Uh, but, and I'll, yeah. I'll, start, I'll start a new poll. Uh, but either way, six, six, 68% Tony would be favored in a Pimblet Ferguson matchup. All right, Dad Jackson. Semmelsberger, he said he predicted Semmelsberger knocking Morono out, which clearly didn't happen, so not a good start. Dad Jackson, like I, I like I like like Dad Jackson is like an emotional roller coaster with picks because like I like Alex Morono versus Jake Matthews. That's a fine fight. Dober versus Patty, like I don't love it, but if you want to do it, fine. Abdullahab versus Martin Boudet, sure. Close versus Ferguson, which Jakar Close called him out. I actually don't mind that call. That mm-hmm. makes way like more it. sense than the Patty fight does. Yeah. Uh, Morales versus Li Jingliang might be too hard of a step up, but this is horrendous matchmaking. Negan Mariano versus Carlos Ulberg. Come on, dude. Like, what are we doing here? Why? Why are we doing this? That's a terrible matchup for Carlos. Come on. I don't like it. Very Wait, that's Ulberg versus Nico? Yeah, why are we doing oh, this? Nico, Nico would. That's horrible. Yeah, that's that's f, f him up right now. <laughs> that version of Nico why, we saw on Saturday would f Alberg. Dad, why do you, why do you hate why do you hate Carlos Alberg? Why do you hate him? Uh, Jack Porter. Let's see. Pavlovich versus Ty after he loses. Ankalaev versus Blahovich. Kai versus Matt Schnell would be an absolute banger. I don't I don't mind that one at all. By the way, uh, Dober versus Claudio Poyas. Hamdi versus Paca Porter. Which I don't have a problem with either. I like. I that saw one. a lot of that. I think that was the most popular Hamdi uh, Abdullah pick I saw. Jaron Kawada, Nega Mariano versus Jung, Morales versus Lazez, Dober versus Alvarez. Morono should be dead after that flying knee, but I guess he can go fight Brian Barbarena. <laughs> and after betting Lewis by KO, all I want to see right now is Lewis versus Dan Mergliata in Houston. No, oh, come on. No, Dan, Dan would probably Houston. Yeah, Dan would probably win that fight because the Texas curse for uh, Derek Lewis. So you don't want that. Not in Houston. Um, what was the uh, Michael Morales pick again? You said um, uh, it was. Let me see. Oh, was it Lizaz? Lizaz, man. I saw like at least a dozen different picks. I think from Michael Morales. The sky is the limit for this kid. I mean, again, he's he's a notch below, you know, the Shafkas, the Hamzats, and, and guys like that. He's not quite in that tier. Sean Brady, not that tier, obviously, but like. 18 months from now, let's revisit where Michael Morales is because what an exciting talent. Sh- showed a lot of, for sure, showed a lot of uh, flaws against a very tough opponent in Adam Fugit. Uh, Adam Fugit was so game and I think really pushed him. Um, but the talent, my goodness. I mean, you watch, you know, c- take any sort of like 90-second slice from a Michael Morales fight and you're kind of like, ooh. You kind of see, you kind of see why he could be up there. But he's only 23 years old. So, um, but yeah, big big things ahead for Michael Morales. And I, I, everyone, I saw everyone was sending in picks for him. And uh, no one could really agree. So they're kind of all over the place. And that's kind of a, that's kind of a good thing. Kind of says a lot about his uh, potential. This comment keeps, keeps being spammed. The correct answer is no, no, no. Read and it. You got to read no, you got to read Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Colby versus Bilal, the Bilal Sean Brady <laughs> fight winner. It's not going to happen. Yeah. It's not going to happen. And if Bilal Muhammad beats Sean Brady and he calls out Colby Covington, I'm going to throw up in my mouth. Stop doing that. You're not getting that fight. Stop it. You should have called out Chamayev the last two fights. 
the last two, and you probably would have gotten it. So stop calling out Colby. He's not fighting you. He's just not going to. Uh, Chris London, Nunes versus GDR or Stevchenko. Let's not forget GDR, but we just we didn't see that fight not too long ago. Pena versus Vieira, Moreno versus Figgy, KKF versus Manel Cop, Pantoja just waits for the title shot, Pavlovich versus Volkov, Ankoliath, Blahovich, Morono, Jack Della Maddalena, Dober, Joel Alvarez, Jakar Close, Mark Chikasi, Morales versus, ooh, I like this one. Morales versus Fialho, AK. Yeah, yeah. I saw that was, I think I got a couple, saw a couple of those. Uh, yeah, that's that's a good matchup. Very tough test. Very tough test. Um, again, we want to talk about, um, you know, guys, this, we, we said this a lot about the head of the Jake Matthews fight. Is Jake Matthews a martial artist or is he like a real fighter, like a real violence merchant? You know what I mean? And it brought out the, oh, the best version of Jake Matthews. He certainly is a fighter. I think Michael Morales is too. Um, and I'd love to see. Uh, uh, Andre Fialio test that. This, Andre Fialio is a nice spot. I think I think he's going to have some really interesting matchups in the future. Who's Colby going to fight then? I, a lot of Colby questions. I don't know. Colby's got like things he's dealing with right now, like the Mazadal situation, the allegations. Um, I will say this though, and I've said this a few times, and I actually like think this is a true possibility. If for some re- like if we found out next week that Hamzat Shamayev couldn't fight Nate Diaz, you know who's getting that first phone call. And it's Colby. Colby's getting that first phone call. There's no doubt about it. That's exactly what the UFC would want to do in this situation. And that's what would happen. So, and I think Colby Shamayev, I think, I honestly, I honestly think Colby would have taken that Shamayev fight, but we're, of course, living in a crazy world right now. Uh, let's go to Dylan Ankoliev, Jamal Hill after he beats Santos. I'm sorry, but he's not, I'm not sold on Ankoliev. Pantoja versus the winner of Figgy Moreno 4. Pavlovich gets fed to Romanov. After he eats Tybora, Romanov needs food, and Pav is big prey. Nunes, Shevchenko, three, we all need it. So kind of agreeing with, with both of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, our man, Canadian Bryant. Good morning, Mike and AK. Hope you guys are doing great. Good fights. And I'm going to say I didn't agree with that Derek Lewis stoppage. But that's all he said. Wildcard picture, Car Close. Ooh, I like this one, dude. Jakar Close versus Guram Kutatalatse, AK. I'm into I love it. that fight. It's a. I, I. I. don't love it for Close. I like. I love. I really liked the Tony Ferguson callout. Um, Close is just so. Is he's in a weird spot. I, he. He. He's still like. He had that one finish. He still kind of is just not registering. I think with the greater fan base. But man, seven and two in the UFC. Um, he's won five of his last six. He's beaten good competition. I get it, not big name competition. It's one of those fights. I think I think Guram would have a lot more to gain than Jakar would, um, which I wonder is I don't like it for Jakar. But again, Jakar is in the range where there's no easy fights for him, so he might have to take a name like that just to do it. John Ray, Negabariano versus Krutz, Morono versus Randy Brown, Smith versus the Santos Hill winner. I actually don't mind that idea. There's a story like Hill would be a good win. Uh, Santos, there's a story there because Santos knocked him out, but it was at 185. Uh, Ankle versus Perhashka, only guy on a win streak in the top nine of the light heavyweight division. So, besides, I mean, besides Yuri, he's on a win streak. Yeah, I no, that's not true. Jamal Hill is also, or uh, maybe Jamal Hill only got so repeat that comment, repeat that comment. Uh, Ankle Life is the only guy on a win streak in the top nine at light heavyweight. Oh, must not including Yuri. The only guy in a win. Sorry, I've got my I've got my things right here. What, but I have I have I specifically have notes for this. I'm sorry. Uh, the only guy in the top ten. In the top nine was top nine. Was what so I'm not so here. not counting Yuri. 
That's right. Yeah, no, that is correct. Yeah, okay. Jamal, Jamal Hill, I think it depends where you put Jamal Hill. He's he's I think he's outside of the top ten in our rankings, so I assume that's what they're referring to. And Jamal's on a on a two fight win streak. So yes, ac- yeah, not counting Yuri, that is accurate. Uh Perez versus Snell <laughs> versus Schnell, fifth times the charm. Uh, KKF Rival two, just because it's fun. Pena Vieira title eliminator, Nunes Shevchenko three. Gerard Biagin, let's see if we have anything new here. Mm-hmm. Morono versus Elizu Zaleski Dos Santos. Drew Dober versus Guram Kutatalatse. Uh, Hamdi Abdulwahab versus Chase Sherman. Jakar Close versus Grant Dawson. That's a crazy fight. Uh, Morales versus Kandosko. Nigga Mariano versus Daun Jung. Sure. We got a couple more, and then uh, we'll just we'll fire off YouTubers for a while. Yeah. Anything new here from our man Marcus Pavlovich versus Rosenstrike? Blood Diamond versus Cedric Doombay, win or lose? I actually don't mind that idea either. I I, I I'm being told like Doombay is going to have a very MMA friendly style. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not a kickboxing expert, but I've been very told people are very excited about uh, Doombay's transition to MMA. So I don't know. So does that not mean? I mean. Then again, I, you know what? Whatever. Blood Diamond also came with some hype from the kickboxing world. So, yeah, I was about to say, won't Doombay kill him? But I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Alec Inilian. Anything new here? Jakar Close, Joel Alvarez, Drew Dober, Mark, Mark Madsen, Hamdi versus Justin Taffa. I don't mind that fight for Hamdi. Last one, Tino Alvarez, Kosi versus uh, Brahimaj. Nega Mariana versus the winner of Gamzatov, Surkinov, Edwards versus Stoli Ranko. I actually like that fight. Uh, if Edwards is going to stay at 35 and and stick around there, Morales versus Max Griffin, another Hamdi versus Chase Sherman, Dober versus Carlos Diego Ferreira, Morono Dalby, Ankalai versus Glover Teixeira, and the undercard of Yuri versus John. All right, how about that? Pantoja to the back uh, against against the backup against Brandon versus Figgy. Anything else here? Amanda Nunes versus the winner of Arini Aldana versus Macy Chason. But Amanda wants some time off, so let the division bring a new contender. If Arini wins, you do Figgy versus Moreno with Nunes versus Aldana on the undercard, Mexico versus Brazil. All right. Okay. Yeah, that's the good. Box. Here we go. That's some good thinking. That's mark- thinking from a marketing standpoint. I like that. All right. Doing the UFC a have, favor. Do you Four have any peeps? Sports- do you have any people? Uh, few, or do you want me to just fire off YouTube? No, 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 not yet. Not yet. At Four Corner Sports, first of all, asking, does Blood Diamond get another fight in the UFC? Four Corner Sports, did you not see Mike's wildcard pick? Yeah, he's fighting Mike perfect. Jackson. Fighting Mike Jackson. He's, he's That's it. It is decided. It, it is, is decided. decided. He is fighting Mike it. Jackson. So come on. Uh, you know, maybe you joined in late. Four Corner Sports, a very loyal Otno uh, fan and also a picker. So I hopefully I can get to your picks at Four Corner Sports. Again, sorry, guys, for everyone who sent them in. I won't be reading everyone. I do want to get to some first timers, of course. Connor B. On Twitter, not Connor Burks. This is another Connor B. On Twitter, uh, longtime listener, my first Otno submission. So uh, Nunez, Pena 3, Moreno, Figgy 4. So they're with me. A lot of match, uh, rematches. Uh, Cara, France, Pantoja 2, counting uh, the Ultimate Fighter. Pavlovich versus Rosenstrike, excuse me. Uh, I'm just skipping some. I just want to focus on the winners here. Ankalaya versus Blahovich, no more contender fight. While Yuri Glover rematch seems likely. Um... I just want to read it. Thanks for reading. I know they're all pretty basic and safe, but I just want to make sure I get some accuracy before I get more eccentric. Love the show. You and Mike do an amazing job. Oh, there you go, Mike. Great for listening to the car and work. Love from New Zealand. Thank you, uh, Connor B. Uh, don't worry about ba- uh, pretty basic and safe. That's uh, that's my style. So thank you, <laughs> Connor B. I was going to make a vulgar joke there, but I would never do that. 
And Kevin Perry, a first time on Instagram, long time listener, first time writer, wants to submit some picks. Hope they aren't doo doo. Uh, Amanda Nunez, Ketlin Vieta. Yeah, again, I, I understand the logic behind it. Uh, Pena versus Raquel Pennington, Brandon Moreno, Davidson Figueredo. Sergey Pavlovich, Curtis Blades, get two guys who had quick nights at the Octagon back out there to provide a little more clarity at the top of that heavyweight division. I mean, if you're Blades, you probably would take it, but you shouldn't have to. He's got the guy's just done, has not done enough to earn at least an interim title fight. Um, Pantoja versus the uh, Figueredo Moreno winner. Perez versus Manel Cop. I think this is a great flyweight matchup. Natural step up in competition for Cop, while Perez gets a little bit of reset against a guy who isn't the elite of the elite, at least not yet. Uh, Ankalaya versus Blahovich. Anthony, Anthony Smith versus Broken Leg. Take the time to heal up, my man. Um, Alex Morano, Neil Magny. Uh, just feel like that's a fight that that's going to happen. And a very popular pick, Drew Dober, Bobby Green. I saw Dober call out Green post fight. Yeah, absolutely. Give me love this it. banger. I love it. Yeah. Uh, no email, surprisingly. So let me just <laughs> let me just grab a couple of uh, tweets. Twitter, tweets and Twitter comments that jumped out at me, Mike, um, while we get to the... Listen, first of all, our man Francesco, after setting the world on fire with the Patty Ferguson matchup, I mean, oh, he has no. to... No, listen, he has to get his... The Pat, to, Patty versus Ngannou? No, no, no. No, listen. Even better. Okay, so I just want to... I, I, he gets a reward, all right? Uh, <laughs> Anthony Spitz versus Paul Craig. Uh, good co-main for the Patty Ferguson card. <laughs> did he really say that? He did. That's hilarious. I listen. I, I I joke with Francesco. Francesco has been like an OG Otno submitter, yeah, absolutely. And uh, he should just he should ride this gimmick till the friggin' wheels fall off. So good Francesco, on you. You're, you're killing it. You are killing it. So I love that. Uh, TJ Ragusa, uh, who I haven't had a chance to read in a while. Uh, okay, so I want to read there. Nunez versus Holm two. I'm trying to gauge your okay, Mike. You're not 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 immediately upset, oh, uh, but con, but confused at forty like at forty five. She's coming yes. off of a loss. Nunez, Nunez. Oh no, not at forty five. Nunez said this week she would want to defend the featherweight belt winner lose, which would be great if there were any other featherweights to fight. I don't think the winner of Dumont Wolf. That's Lad Wolf now, right? Or that's Lad Dumont now, right? No, no. What what what's going? On? Who's, we already what, saw what? Lad Dumont. Oh, what's going? On? It's what's going? On? Is du- Daniel Wolf Dumont's fighting? Fight, Dan, Dumont's fighting Daniel Wolf. Dumont is fighting. Oh, so that fight is happening. I'm sorry. Okay. That fight is happening. So sorry. Uh, uh, Ragusa says, I don't think the winner of that fight moves any needles. Give Holly Holm the rematch at Bantamweight. Yes. Holly Holm, uh, not Ketlin Bayer. Holly won on May 21st. Oh, my. Oh, okay. TJ says, uh, I, ca- I called for the UFC to correct the Nevada State Athletic Commission's egregious mistake by putting Holly in the next title fight, and I stand by it. Beyond that, the Holly rematch is an incomparably better piece of business than uh, Vieta. So uh, that's can been overturned. You, I, I didn't hear about this. You, that was overturned, apparently. Can you imagine the reaction if yes. that's the fight they make? I it can. would be anarchy. And it is hilarious. So, so I kind of I kind of want it to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> wow. Uh, Brandon Hahn says, Ankalaya <laughs> versus Rakic when Rakic heals up. Because this is Brandon Hahn's words, I am a hater and I don't want Ank to get a title shot. So, hey, listen, Ankalaya, you got haters. You're doing something right. You're doing <laughs> right. Any publicity is good publicity, Mike? Anything? Let's do it. Uh, Thomas Collins, uh, Pantoja versus Moreno. I think Figgy will vacate his title and Pantoja gets a title shot. I don't know why you would think that after last night. I mean, I do think maybe somewhere down the road, but. Um, but yeah, there's the logic from uh, Thomas Collins, who also is uh, is down with um, uh, Yidi and a year project about Magomed Ankalaev. Abdel Wahab versus Jarjus Daniel. Listen, I don't miss any opportunity to mention Jarjus Daniel's name on this show, so I had to throw that out there. 
And uh, last one I really want to read from Barry O'Reilly, a very loyal listener, always sends in great comments. Some interesting picks here. Uh, Mike, Abdel Wahab versus Alexi Olenek? Alexi's, is he, is Alexi bo- booked? Did is I see he? he was no. booked? I don't think, I don't think so. Am I, am I crazy? I Was I dreaming this? I, I think he did. Booked. I mean, I, I have a lot of dreams about Alexi Olenek. So I could be wrong. If that was the case, that would not surprise me. Um, I do have a lot of dreams about him, so. Uh, no, oh, he not. is he he is booked. Who? Oh no, it was canceled. Never mind. It was canceled. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he has. There were talk. There were. I, I thought I heard some some talks that they're rebooking the Latifi fight, but I could okay. be wrong. I can see. That. I could. But imagine wrong. imagine the experience gap there, though, eh? Like, yeah, I don't step. like that idea. What, yeah. <laughs> the what, Chase what, Sherman, what? the Paca Portas, like that's yeah, yeah. Chris Barnett's. <laughs> like these are the kinds of fights. No, I want to see Collier. seventy. 77 pro fights versus six like i want to see this jared vandera like that's that's what we're looking for uh dober versus claudio pues that's kind of cool oxmano john Rodriguez, and then amanda nunez versus Josiane nunez i've called for this fight before uh barry says we have waited long enough it's time to find out which nunez is the real nunez 145 belt on the line let's go uh, you know what got- you know what i'm starting to think we're going back to Patty. I'm starting to think. Cla- <laughs> I'm starting to think. I'm starting. I'm starting to think Claudio Pueyes is is like the is actually the correct answer. Oh, I like that because that great, I yeah. think I would pick Claudio Pueyes sure every day and twice on Sunday. Yes. But that's a win-win. That's a win-win because if Claudio wins, like Claudio's the forgotten guy in this division, yet he's on this incredible run, and no one's talking about this man at all. But him beating Patty, people would talk about him and if patty somehow beat claudio Pais, then then it answers a lot of questions so maybe that's the fight maybe that's the one continue mm-hmm. i'm sorry i know i was just saying, i know i'm pretty much done i was everyone else has sent in picks guys there's so many i i'm i will log them all don't worry uh but let's go let's give our youtubers a chance mike let's yes give let's go uh we're just gonna i'm gonna start here i love blood diamond versus kurt angle who by the way is in savannah georgia right now i saw him yesterday at the um, uh, savannah comic-con Kurt Angle was in Fighter, right? What was he? He was... was warrior? He, yeah, Warrior. Yeah, sorry enough. I was thinking of... I don't know what I was thinking of. Uh, what was his character's name in that movie? He was... He was a Russian dude, wasn't he? He was playing, I think he was playing a Russian. Uh, where is it? We can, we can move on while I... Right. While I, oh, I guess... was, the Great Koba. Yes. <laughs> the Great uh, Koba. Mike Oster, Connor versus is fighting who? I don't know if that's like... I mean, it seems like Chandler, Gaethje... Maybe Ferguson. Who knows? Maybe maybe Oliveira. Maybe Oliveira. If Oliveira beats Islam Makachev, I actually think that's the fight that's going to happen. Um, if Islam wins, there's no chance they're going to do that fight with Connor. Um, so I think we kind of have. I, I, honestly, I think we're going to have to wait and see what happens October 22nd because I think if Oliveira does beat Islam, they are going to give him the Connor fight, which makes no sense at all. But you're just do- you're giving you're just doing a favor to, to Oliveira. That's what I think for for Connor. Maybe Mayweather. I don't believe that for a second. And exhibition please don't belt? do that. Six yeah. round exhibition belt. I'd rather see Jake Paul, Hasim Rockman fight every single day of the week than uh, than watch Mayweather McGregor too. Did you see uh, Jake Paul's flying splash at SummerSlam? Logan's, yeah. Oh, sorry, I, yeah, Logan. Excuse I me. I saw yeah. the highlight of that. I, I've 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 dumped on the current state of professional wrestling. It's been horrible. Sure. I've tried sure. watching. I've tried watching WWE. I've tried watching AEW. 
when I saw Chris Jericho beat Eddie Kingston in the barbed wire everywhere match, I was like, this sucks. I'm oh, I don't know. Like, I don't like her. That's, that's not a good example. I don't like her. No, not the match. The fact match. that the, the fact that 711 year old Chris Jericho <laughs> is beating that guy makes no sense. It just made no sense. It's just terrible booking. It's uh, Chris Jericho. Show over Logan there. Paul, like Logan Paul, if anyone hasn't seen the clip. Uh, yeah. Listen, we've seen celebrities do like high flying stuff before. Um, and even that, even that uh, go through like a table, they set up a restaurant, a table and they jump through it, but usually they do like the flying elbow. They kind of like, do, that's like the default the flying elbow, which I guess is a little bit easier to do a little bit easier to protect yourself. He did a legitimate, like Eddie Guerrero frog splash off the top rope to the outside through the Miz, such a gamer, uh, through the announce table. It was, uh, I, listen, I don't like Logan Paul personally. That was hella impressive. Yeah. Uh, that that was a pretty pretty gangster highlight. So kudos. Did Anthony Smith break his leg or nah? Uh, apparently, according to the UFC, nothing. No fractures. Yeah, no like breaks. It, I'm sure they have to do a, a proper you know examination this week. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, that is apparently. And like I said, at first he said it was you know after the round one he said it was an issue with his ankle. So clearly some something wrong with his leg. Fingers crossed. It's not a you know not some sort of tear. It's not some sort of fracture. Fracture would be better than a tear. Um, but. Um, yeah, hopefully it's it's just you know a minor minor injury, and we see Anthony Smith back in action soon. Yes, uh, someone was asking yesterday on the post fight show if like Anthony Smith is done as a top ten fighter. I don't think he is. I, I think he's gonna be a top ten fighter for a long still as long as he wants to keep doing this thing. Um, I think Anthony Smith, the title contender, is probably done after this loss. Fair to say? Yeah, it's just hard to see his road back. It's hard to see his road back. We we know how good Anthony Smith is. All right, he made he made it. He made it to a fight with John Jones. Can't take that away from him. But uh, light heavyweight's getting better, and he's he's it's fun. Fall behind at some point. Yeah, super fun. Paul, do you think Figgy will fight again at one twenty five? I do think this fight with Moreno will happen. Yeah, his next fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you mean after that? Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. There's a lot of talk about the commentary. I thought I thought DC and Rogan were not good last night. I thought they were. Really You're being bad. very kind. You're yeah, being very. They were kind. not good. John Anik was great. Uh, you could tell. John Anik is a pro, and he was he a was. very patient pro last night. And Dean Thomas was also very patient. And some of the questions he was being asked, he literally got asked by Daniel Cormier. Uh, why is Amanda Nunes afraid to grapple with Juliana Pena? That was and wild. Dean Thomas. Dean, like if this was like off camera, Dean would have ripped him a new one. But Dean, very <laughs> professional, uh, MVP of the broadcast, I thought was was Dean Thomas. But, and that was like after a pain, uh, uh, Nunes scored like her fifth knockdown of the fight, and they're like, "Why doesn't she go to the ground with her?" It's like what? <laughs> and this, what? and and this, and this is, and it all started with Joe Rogan kicking off the entire broadcast by. Essentially, just burying Davis and Figueroa as the flyweight champion. He he lost to Moreno. He's never going to make 125 again. He basically took all the value of Davis and Figueroa as the flyweight champion and just chucked it out the window. And this is like after the first fight of the night. This is after Orion Kosi versus Blood Diamond. He comes out and says this. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. But... That's how the night started. It didn't get much better for those guys. It was a rough night. Now, when those guys are really good, like I thought they were great at 276. I thought they were excellent at 276, but boy, they were bad last night. But I think that's probably where that question comes from more than anything. Payne, you got to get respected like the Diaz brothers now. Sure. Yeah, I mean, listen, she's going to get a lot people, of credit for that. Did people not respect her before? 
I'm confused. Like, I, I understand the, the people, like, for one thing, you, you said at the beginning of this show, and you said it, you've been saying it all week. We've been saying it all week. The fluke talk is so crazy. Um, no. Jed Mishu shooting that right down, saying it is not Sarah. It is not, that was not Sarah GSP thing. That was more like a, Diaz, the rivalry is, is almost more like a Diaz-McGregor thing. Um, and no one would call the first Diaz-McGregor fight a fluke. So, yes, that's the better comparison. It was not a fluke. Uh, Nunez wasn't her best that night. Fine. Uh, Pena fought the best fight of her life. Fine. Whatever you want to call it, she beat her. She was a better woman that night. It wasn't luck. It wasn't luck. It's ridiculous. So people should have respected Pena after that fight. Um, and frankly, she's had, listen, I get it. It's easy to laugh at like, oh, she got submitted by Jermaine Durand to me and she got submitted by Valentina Shevchenko. Fine. Have your laugh at it. But, um, just at least just talking about her, just talking about her fighting. I don't know what people think of her personality, but just think, talking about her fighting, she should have earned people's respect a long time ago. Um, I shouldn't have taken one of the greatest upsets in, in combat sports history to, to earn that. I don't think. Yeah. Rel saying Holloway versus Emmett, which if you go to MMAfighting.com's YouTube channel, fantastic YouTube channel. Hashtag Jim Shoe. Um, Yaya Rodriguez said, I ain't fighting Josh Emmett. He literally said, I'm not fighting Josh Emmett. I will wait for Alexander Volkanovsky. In fact, he will wait for Volkanovsky to heal up from injury, go up to 155 and fight for the lightweight title and still wait for Volkanovsky. And Dana White, of course, had a Dana White reaction to that. You know how I feel about people who wait. So maybe Holloway sneaks in. We do a Holloway Emmett for the interim title. Is that possible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I would like to see Emmett get a title fight. I do feel like he's he's in this uh, weird situation where people are talking more about um, him getting shafted by seats. That got cleared up, by the way. It was just a misunderstanding. But then they are like him necessarily fighting for the title. He just doesn't have the personality, I guess, of a guy that's that's going to leap off the page and make people like cheer for him to get a title fight. But I'd love to see him and uh, get an interim opportunity. Um, I want to acknowledge something from AIM661 here. Thank you for the comment, AIM661. DC asking, he asked, saying he asked that because 90% of people uh, watching the pay-per-view are not hardcore fans and it's not that serious, LOL. Okay, that's fine, but it is his job to educate that it is his job to educate those people, not ask pointless questions. He should he should be saying instead of I know you want to get Dean Thomas involved too. That's fine. I, yes. I get how a broadcast works, but he should be saying something like you know he should be leading the course of question there and he saying said, like, oh he said she was uh, scared you know, to grapple with her. Go to the ground. Why is she afraid to grapple with Juliana Payne? Was <laughs> yes. the question? There's okay? ways to phrase it. Now yes, you could you could have just been like, hey, you know what? Like Amanda's Amanda's actually like a pretty good grappler. She's having success to the feet. Like, would would you advise like if you were in Amanda's quarter, would you advise her to take Juliana down? Like, <laughs> what why do you think Amanda's not trying to take her down? He asked, why is she afraid to grapple with yeah. Juliana Pena? Like that, come on, dude. It's, it's again. You it, it, can't listen, defend that. You can't. I, I do want to say, though, I understand where this comment is coming from. It, it, he, he does have to comment both, to, like, again, to a broader audience. So that is a, absolutely a fair thing to say. But yeah, there's a way to say it in like a more educational, like helpful way. Um, now Ames saying that's what he asked. No, you don't like, no, there's a way to answer and, and make it sound like you know what you're talking about and to kind of, again, make it a more informative like exchange. The phrasing was very poor. It was, it was, it was very poor and not helpful. Bad. Yeah. Very and it just made it, any logical person watching, I don't care if you've seen fighting or not, would not think that she was afraid of anything. They'd just be like, wow, she's beating this girl's ass. And uh, what is this guy talking about? <laughs> I don't think yeah. you need to watch fights to know, to be, you know, confused by that. Dover versus Gregor Gillespie. I like the idea, but Gregor is just like, the dude is, the dude's got principles. He feels like I'm only fighting a guy that's ranked above me that I feel is ranked above me. And if not, he's just not going to fight it. The dude's just not going to fight. 
but that's a good that's a good pick uh who is uh just justin St i can't read this <laughs> it is a one word mash together Ju justin, justin statum justin statum gets cash get that justin cash statum justin statum gets okay anyway but th justin thank you yeah that's i i listen that's a fight gillespie should take it's a winnable fight for him dober is rising up in the rankings and if he's not careful guys like dober are just going to take his spot while he sits and doesn't take fights and, and Craig gillespie if you're out there listen you fight whenever you're ready but we're just saying it's there's a reason people want to see you fight everybody they want to see you fight there's a lot of gregor gillespie fans out there so they want to see him fight so hopefully he can work something out how about figgy moreno and adesani Pereira in brazil the former could happen the latter is not going to happen there's no chance uh i'd be i would be i would not be surprised to see adesani Pereira headline msg that would that would work um I don't think Adesanya is going to Brazil for that fight. I think if that fight's going to happen outside of Vegas or outside of the United States, it's going to happen in Australia. It's not going to happen in Brazil. But I like where your head's at. It would be fun to see that kind of atmosphere. But uh, let's see. Anyone oh, else feel like, you have to feel like you broke his leg when it's not even fractured would be getting praised since Ankaliyev. People still aren't sold. Yeah, I mean, the, the Ankaliyev thing has been really interesting. That that Tiago, I wish he could just have that Tiago Santos fight all over again because we might be having a totally different conversation. It was just a win and not like it was just not. He didn't have that sort of like mentality where like I have to go out there and make a statement. It was just like eh, I'm gonna win, and he just overwhelmed Anthony and got it done last night. And it was a good win, but I I, I still feel like with how every the way everything played out with with. Yuri and Glover that he still wouldn't be getting the title fight anyway. So yeah, it sucks. He's won nine straight fights, nine straight. Yeah. I kind of answered that already. What happened uh. to Greg Gillespie? Get dude just wants to fight somebody above him. He's been offered lots of them. He was offered. Ar He's been very public. And I've told you this already on this program multiple times. He was offered the Armand Sarukian fight before Matush Gamrat got it. It was, that was the plan. That was the one the UFC wanted. They wanted uh Sarukian versus Gillespie. Gillespie said, Nope, not fighting this guy. I'm only fighting guys ahead of me. And then we got Gamera who stepped up and said yes. And that's it. So yeah, I don't know. Gillespie's just time is time's starting to tick, baby. You got to get back in there and fight somebody. I hope it works out for him again. I hope it works out for him. Um, he's 35 years old. So you're right. Time is time is definitely ticking. Should they make Burns Mazadal? Sure. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Why not? Uh, what else we got here? Nunez, no. We already saw it. We don't need to see it anymore. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. No, we will not see uh, Nunez Misha Tate again anytime soon. <laughs> uh, Misha Tate, see. Holly Holm, though. Misha Tate, Holly Holm. God, can we just make this happen? We always, we are, we saw this oh as well. By the way, Megan Anderson firing strays at James Cross last night on Twitter. Did you see that? I did. That was crazy. That was, that was, that was just like, whoa. Okay. That was some elite subtweeting. Yeah. Maybe not at him direct. Maybe at the team. Maybe there was, there was some major subtweeting there. That's for sure. Yeah. Seven months seems like a very long training camp, by the way, as well. Just throw that out there. Reno's so fun to watch. Someone was new to the sport. I would say to watch him. Not a bad idea. Yeah. What a great, again, guys, in a perfect world, Brandon Moreno would be as big as uh, Conor McGregor, but that's not how the world works. It's certainly not how the fight game works. Um, but yeah, what a great, what a great ambassador for, uh, for combat sports. What's with John Jones? Great I don't know. question. That great guy, question. Mike, how long you got? How long you guys said? I'll, I'll just say I'll, I'll reiterate what I said during the People's Pre-Fight Show yesterday because a lot of people continuously ask for these pay-per-views. Is this the time we're going to get John Jones versus Stipe oh, announced? God. I'm telling you, folks. Like I don't think it's happening. I don't think we're going to get John versus Stipe. I think the UFC at this point is just going to be like, "Why are we rushing to do this fight? We don't need it." 
Francis is coming back at the end of the year, early next year. He seems to be on schedule, if not ahead of schedule. Like, let's just wait and just do Jones versus Nganu. Like, just do that now. There's no need to put Stipe in this fight. I would like to see it. If you had no other option, sure, Jones Stipe is, the, is, is a perfect plan B, but if plan A is going to be there right around the same time frame, it's only like a few extra months. Like, let's just go to plan A. And I think that's what the UFC is thinking right now. So the more time that goes by that we don't see this fight announced, the less likely I think it's going to happen. So that's what I think. I don't know what's up with John Jones. I've been trying to figure out what's up with John Jones for the last like four years. It's a very deep question. Ten I know years. I assume this is a matchmaking question, but my goodness. If anyone out there has the answer to what's up with John Jones, just like John Jones as a human being and as an entity, uh, by all means, DM me and we'll maybe we'll figure this out together. Should I answer this question? Of course. He's your fa- this is about your favorite fighter. No. Your favorite not. your favorite non fighter. No, I don't think like read, read it, read should. it out, read it out, read it, say his okay. name, read it out. You think Henry Cejudo is actually coming back or just all more cringe talk? Henry Cejudo should be fighting Piotr Jan on October 22nd. That is what should be happening. But instead, Sean O'Malley's getting that fight because Henry Cejudo thinks he's going into a title fight, which is not going to happen. He's not. He's not fighting Aljamain Sterling. He's not fighting Volkanovsky. He's not fighting for any belts right now. He's just not fighting for any belts. This guy's not fighting again. I'm not convinced. And the fact of the matter is, while there are certain matchups that I think as a fan, when you look at it from stylistic perspective, which would be really interesting, and the cool, it would be a cool story to see Cejudo try to win a title in a third different weight class, nobody cares that he's coming back. Nobody but Cejudo, his team, and probably his manager are the only ones that care that he's coming back. Other than that, it has been like, I mean, it's been like a pin dropping. That's, I mean, that's literally what it is. I like that he's doing YouTube stuff. I think Cejudo's a great guy and a tremendous fighter. His resume is fantastic. But this, in term, especially in combat sports, and I've said this, me, sarcastic Mike, getting after it, this is one of the most botched retirements in sports history, Henry Cejudo. And this is definitely by far the most botched retirement in combat sports history. And this is not even close. This is just really bad timing on his part. This is him reading the room poorly. And this is him r- reading the room even more poorly on the way back in. So, no, I don't think he's coming back. You don't think he comes back? Oh, you don't think he's coming back at all? No, because he's oh, dumb. I think he will. He's I handling he will this horribly. How, who's he going to fight? I have no who's idea. Who's he going to fight? I don't know. I actually thought he was doing Like, there are certain times where I'm like, okay, maybe he's doing something right. And then he just does something that's completely wrong. Like, goes out and call, does the Sean O'Malley run-in, which I hated it, but I understood. Like, it was just, like, nice that he actually called for a guy that's not fighting for a belt, which I'm fine with. And I've said this from the beginning. You fight anybody in the top 10 and get a win, then you fight for the title. Like, I'm okay with that. But to think you could just walk in and demand things from this company that you turned your back on and just demand it and just get, walk into a title fight? No. And I, I don't... I'm I'm taking the UFC's side on this whole situation. Like the UFC has not even mentioned his name, which is even funnier. Like they haven't even mentioned his name. The only time we have heard Henry Cejudo's name this year from the UFC in any sort of a broadcast or anything is when the build up to Moreno Figueroa three because they made Cejudo like a big part of the story. Other than that, not one mention of Cejudo coming back. Not one. No one cares, including the UFC. The only like concrete evidence we have he, he's being tested right as far as you know he is back in the testing pool 
He's in the pool. Yeah, he's right. in the pool. Which doesn't mean anything. Which doesn't mean anything. He can be in the pool and just and then if you no, know, if he chooses not to fight, just get out of the pool. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. Uh, it doesn't mean he's locked into a fight or anything. But I, I do think he's making a genuine. Well, not a genuine effort because you're right. He would have taken one of these fights that is <laughs> one of his other fights. I, I don't know. I just have a weird feeling he does. Come. I think I always thought he would come back. Um, I know I didn't know what the circumstances would be, but I I think we will see him fight. And I'll go as far as to say he fights in twenty. He fights next year. He fights in twenty twenty three. I'm just throwing it out there. I, I don't have a great. I don't have any great insight into it. Just throwing it out there. Hey, listen. I like your I like your attitude. And if it happens, great. Michael Morales, Mike Balot. Don't mind that one. Eminem versus Eminem. Okay, sounds nice. fun to say. Yep. Dober Moises, Morono Mac Matthews. Like all of those. All fights. good. All good. Tristan Gordet, well done. What about Volk if Charles Oliveira wins? No. Maybe, but I don't think so. I think Volk, if Islam wins, is very possible. I think, honestly, this fight being in Abu Dhabi tells me that if Oliveira wins, he's fighting Conor McGregor. This is a, hey, you scratch our back, we'll scratch yours type situation. Dober versus next, Jim and then, Miller. And then next, next year, Habib. Dober Jim Miller, I like. Yeah, next year. No, it's. I don't know if it's going to happen. Ronda, <laughs> Ronda versus Misha again. Ronda's done fighting. She doesn't want to fight anymore. She doesn't need to. She's making uh, WWE money. She's doing Close right. Gillespie. Like, again, we've talked about this. not going to happen. Morales mm. versus Ian Gary. I saw that. Uh, Morales I don't, versus Ian What do you think Gary, about Machado, this one? Or Ian Machado Gary. Sorry, guys. I'm going to get there. Ian Machado Gary. Uh, I like it. I like it. I, I, I think I would keep them away from each other. It's just getting welter, welterweight. There's so many options for both guys. There's just no reason to do it. Um, I can see it happening sometime within the next, like within the next three fights for those guys. I, I don't think it's next. Patty versus Taporia, not Eric happening. Reyes. Taporia is booked. He's fighting. He's fighting Edson Barbosa. Orion versus Abu Bakar. I don't know if they're going to try to rebook Abu Bakar. Phil, uh, Phil Rowe, maybe. Yeah, that was the fight. I don't know if they're going to try to rebook that one. From from all indications, that was the plan. But yeah. Another Gian Kim, Luana Carolina. Gian Kim's yeah. a fun fighter. She's yeah. just, I do she's hope just she gets another shot, note, man. I do hope she gets another shot. I, I would not cut her after losing to a much larger opponent who also missed weight. Will Brock join? Um, let me rephrase this question. Will Brock Lesnar join Jim Miller in fighting at UFC 300? Yes. And do- Ooh. Next. Wow. Really? No, no explanation. No, no, just one, one answer, one word, one word response. No explanation. Uh, right, we'll go. We'll go. Brock will, Brock will yeah. only be like what 47, 48 years old when that comes around. So spring chicken, you know. Dude, Brock's living the dream right now. Why would he ever come back? Did you see the tractor? Day? Did you see the tractor thing? I saw the highlights. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's freaking amazing. Uh, any news? What happened to Tommy Aspinall? Tommy Aspinall released a video on social media saying that he's been kind of down in the dumps. I think he's getting an MRI, and I guess more info is coming. So stay tuned. But yeah, I've, you got to feel for Tommy Aspinall with all the momentum that that he's going through. Kamar, whoa, why did I do that? Uh, where are we? Let me get get a few more. John Anik, probably the most professional sign with you. Anik's <laughs> the band, dude. The best professional, like uh, on the on the roster. Yeah, no, he's he's he did a great he does a great job. He does a great job. Listen, um, people pe- people like Joe Rogan and, and Daniel Cormier. So as long as Joe Rogan wants to come to events, they're going to bring him in. Um, Daniel Cormier, you know, hit or miss, but I think it's it's only going to get better. I think Daniel Cormier is only going to get better. As much as we criticize him, people forget, you know, Cormier has only been, what, doing commentary, uh, MMA commentary for, I don't know, like a few years now. Re- relative to, like, what a what you consider a veteran broadcaster, guys like him, Felder, Bisping, Dominic Cruz, very talented guys, very uh, uh, great analytical minds. But being an on-air live broadcaster is a different beast altogether. So until he gets to where he's going to get and until Joe Rogan 
hopefully retire someday. They replace him with someone else. Uh, John Anik does an amazing job guiding the ship with those two guys and whoever he's paired up with. Shout out to also Brandon Fitzgerald. You know, I think he does a great job as well. Perez versus Sumaderji. That's fun. Yeah. That's probably the fight to make. Bisha versus Holly. Let's no, I think I think he's I think he's crit- I don't know if that's a critical of us saying uh, why would you not want like that's that that's like the most sensical fight in this division right now. If you don't Neither- see the log- if you don't see the logic in it, you suck. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's my response to that comment. So Francis has to resign. No, not officially. Um I I, I I assume you're going back to my little rant, but from all indications, and by the way, it is my job to actually like, you know speak to people about situations because that is my job. Um, I wouldn't rule it out at this point, Francis resigning like things that there, things are coming along nicely. They're in a much better place than they were in January. Are we pen to paper, signed, sealed and delivered? No, but we are in a much better spot than we were in January. That is a hundred percent fact. So take that for what it's worth. It is my job. Trust me. I talk to people. I don't just throw out bullshit. It's a true story. Never. You never would. You never would. No, I my batting average is pretty high. Do you have news about Rumble Johnson? No, but it seems like he's getting more healthy if you follow him on social media. And that's always good. And I've like I I don't even know like what happened, but y'all need to hit, quit hating on Henry Cejudo, put respect on his name. Why? You, you did. No, and you did. You said you said I, yeah, what, and I how do. great his achievements were. Yes, he's a tremendous fighter and he's a good dude, but he's just not good at this making people care and about like what he's doing thing. He's just not. And that's okay. Not we can't all be all things. Like I would love to be a firefighter, but I'm not. Like I can't be all things. I could be what I what I want to be. I could be a husband and a dad and a journalist and and my, and know, my best friend. And my best friend. Yeah, and a men's league softball player. Like these are things I can do Star. and that I do do. But, Star you wear many hats. All things. You wear Jake Paul ran from Husky Rockman Jr. AK and I reacted to this. How about Casey Lydon versus Jake Paul? And, and MMA? Give me Casey Lydon all the way. Minus 600. Casey wins that fight. Oh, man, it's uh, the, the love for Joe Rogan is just unconditional. Hey, listen, if you... It. If you like Joe Rogan, that's your that's your prerogative. But I mean, it's not it's not wrong to criticize him. The guys, yeah, good. Packer punch me, good for you. you I, I as, like listen, love Joe Rogan. Take it. So they say that this is I as MMA fan love Joe Rogan on the desk. Take that for what it is. Good for you. That's fine. You're yeah. allowed to love Joe Rogan. There's and we ain't no hating on no Joe Rogan. Yeah, but it is our job to be honest. And if I've if and I've said like I said UFC two seventy six, like I said earlier in the program, Joe Rogan did a great job at UFC two seventy six. And when Joe Rogan does a great job. Daniel Cormier does a great job. They feed off of each other very, very well. They were not good last night. They weren't. And I'm not the only one that thinks that. I'm far from it. So take that for what it's worth. Um, I'm not a hater, but Joe's voice is synonymous with the product. We don't hate. We don't hate anyone. We can't no. hate. Anyone. We are. We are but the best you, friends. We are yeah. the best friends. We can't hate anyone. And in this, especially in this business, if you you can't hate people, like it's trust me, you're not going to get far in this business if you hate people. I'll tell you that right Pat- now. Did, did Packer Punch TV like the stoppage of the Derek Lewis fight? Because if he didn't, then you're a hater of Dan Mergliata, and we can't <laughs> accept that on this channel. Uh, we right. we've, given, we've given this this uh, gentleman uh, or gentleman or gentlewoman enough of, of, uh, of our time. Are we done? I think we're done. I think so. Moreno's the real-life Goku. That's kind of cool. Yeah, he is. Oh, you know what? Here, here, you know, we can, can you pull this comment from Michael? Uh, you know, <laughs> it says, this, this is very accurate. You know who was terrible and great on the desk? Goldie. Mike Goldberg. I 
I have always said, like, I've always said, uh, I remember even, even in the golden age of the Rogan, um, Mike Goldberg team, you know, this is the age, a lot of us as MMA fans kind of, uh, you know, when we were getting into the sport, man, that it, it, how many of our memories are connected to Mike Goldberg and, uh, and, and Joe Rogan, like their calls, they're, they're, they're classic, they're classics. They made a lot of mistakes. They, whatever, they said some dumb stuff, but in my mind, I hear those, you know, when I th think about GSP, when I think of Anderson Silva, when I think of the, the prime Ronda Rousey, stuff like that, their, their voices are burned into my brain, but I always knew that commentary would surpass like there will be better there will be better commentators than joe Rogan. there will be better com there certainly already has been better commentators than mike goldberg um but i i agree with the comment terrible and great because listen the guy the guy created a vibe him and joe rogan that uh that will ne that will never go away for better or worse uh and if you look back on some of those calls fights like yeah some of them are kind of cringy to listen to but some of them age really well some of them age really well and again and you cannot separate rogan and goldberg's commentary from some of those great great uh, USC moments. So I'll give credit where credit's due, right? Um, so yeah, Mike, Mike Goldberg, forever, forever terrible, but also forever great uh, in the UFC. And the last thing I'll say on this, even if Joe like just showed up and phoned it in, who the hell would blame the man? That guy is so much money. Like he, the fact that he even still does this, I like, res I respect the hell out of it. I really do. The fact that he shows up and still does these broadcasts, what he absolutely does not have. And is now putting on a suit. And is now putting on a suit, which yeah. I don't, I don't I, think he loves. I don't like it. No, I don't. Does. I don't think he likes it. I don't. No. <laughs> he does not look. You can tell when someone wears a suit with like confidence and they like it. He's kind of like, oh, okay, this is the ABC, whatever Disney, ESPN mandate now. Put the give suit him the on. Damn, give him the damn yeah. ABC jacket for for, for, for God's sake. <laughs> that needs to be done. Yes. Yeah. Give him the damn ABC go. jacket. <laughs> like he could wear it on the ABC broadcast. Like, come yeah. on. He's he not loving the suit. He looks so uncomfortable. He's not loving the suit. Does not want to be dressed up. Yeah. All right. Okay, we're out of here. This wow, we did this for a really long time. Yes, yeah, because I don't know the, how this is possible, but we did it. Because for the people. So just to, just to be clear, I'm not asking for any sympathy here because I love what I do and I love my job and I love that I did this. Right, where we're at right now. I've spent more time on this program with AK and all of you than I slept last night. So there you go. <laughs> it's official. It's official. We're beating it by 30 minutes. So there you go, AK. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you to you. all of you who are watching live. Yes, we'll be back again watching. next week. It's UFC Vegas Amazing. 59. The main event is Tiago Santos versus Jamal Hill. I don't even know what the rest of the card looks like, if we're being honest. Oh, uh, no, no, I don't no, have no. it in front of me. I got it. I got you. I got you. you. Got I got it. You. Luke it Jeff Neal. That's a good that I That I did know. I did know about that. Oh, by the way, Mike, you called, this, you called this the Ultimate Fighter 30 finale, right? The Ultimate Fighter 30 finale, of course. Okay, okay. The Ultimate Fighter 30 finale, yes. And then we have the two finales featuring, you don't even need the lineup to know this, Mike. You know this off the top of your head, but I'm going to rate it anyway. Uh, Zach Puaga versus Mo Usman, both from Team Juliana Pena. And then uh, Team Juliana Pena's Juliana Miller versus uh, Team Amanda Nunez's Brogan Walker in the flyweight finale. Uh, so there we go. So yeah, two of those in the main card. Uh, Augusto Sakai versus Sergei Spivak. I didn't even know that fight was happening. I, you... Friends, friends forever. You read my mind. I was literally about to say the same thing. <laughs> I, no I was literally going to say the same thing. I, and I, I knew Ariadne Lipsky, Patricia Cachuera is happening. Yes, yes. Sam Alvey, of course. We. Know. I'll, I'll read off the rest of the card and then I'll let you do. You know, right. Yep, yeah. But that's that's in the wrong spot though, right? I don't know. I, I I will say I don't think the ESPN broadcast is. I'll have to go to ESPN.com slash uh, and see their schedule because I don't know if that's set yet. But let me check check real quick. I think the main card is sex. They put it on the they put it on the broadcast last night. Okay, uh, Ter okay. Terrence McKinney is back, by the way, against Eric Gonzalez. He's like a minus 1,000 favorite, which is wild. 
Uh, Takashi Sato walking, welcoming Brian Battle to the welterweight division. Ooh. Jason Witt, Josh Quinlan. Quinlan making his UFC debut. That should be a banger, by the way. Contender series guy? Yes. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Um, if it's who I'm thinking, I have to look at it. I have to look at the actual picture. Um, yeah, he's that. He won in like 47 seconds, but it was a no contest. I think he got overturned, but Josh, okay. Josh, Josh can freaking fight. Okay. Uh, Corey McKenna, Miranda Granger, Miranda Poppins. Granger returning. Uh, Myra Buena Silva, Stephanie Egger, that is going down as well. Uh, Mikel Olitsechek, Sam Alvey, also going down. Um, that might be the fe- that might be the featured prelim according to ESPN. Yeah. Oh my God. By the way, the fact that this is a 10 p.m. Oh. main card is atrocious. East, East Coasters, East Coasters, we are in this together. So brutal. It's 10 so p.m. brutal. 10 p.m. main card, six, six fight fights main card. So East Coasters, if you want to stay, if you want to see, even if you want to see Sam Alvey versus Michael Osejic, that's starting probably around 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. And if you want to see Augusto Sakai, Sergei Spivak, the Ultimate Fighter 30 finale bouts, you got to stay up, guys. You're going to be up like 11, 11.30, even if you just want to see those fights. And then for the main event, I mean, we're talking like close to mid- past midnight. So yes, let's go. Close That's to 1 a.m. Right. in the morning. Let's, let's go. Let's do it. And we'll be back with very little sleep next week as well. And we'll do it again to recap all not things in Vegas with you. No, we won't not be live. Not, we'll live, not live. Barely alive. We will not be live. Uh, and maybe we'll be talking about what's next for Sam Alvey. We'll see. But until then, everybody, always remember... Don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. We'll have fun right here next week, not live, right here. And on to the next one, the podcast. You're the best. Have a great rest of the weekend, everybody. Pimlet minus 180. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.